Blog Talk Radio. We've had the best football picks for a decade, and we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 10th season, this is, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay Andre. Well, I hope you all recovered from whatever that was last Sunday. That was quite the wild week one. We will try to uh, break down and interpret all of that and get you ready for week two. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you live on a Saturday night, September the 17th, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Whew, we are rocking and rolling coming off of that crazy week one. But I tell you what, a lot of upsets, a lot of craziness. But hey, your boys had your back. Your boys gave you the double lock. We both gave you the lock of the week. It was the same lock, and it came through. So if you listen to us, congratulations. Your boys came through against the point spread, all that weirdness and craziness, and Jay broke even at 8-8, eight and eight, and I went 10-6. and six. Uh, Not too many shows and not too many pickers out there that did better than that against the spread with all that happened last weekend. Just a ton of upsets, survivor pool, explosions, and everything else. Uh, we're going to try to cover it all, uh, Jay. I don't know uh, what to make of all of that, but it was, it was quite the opening week. So I was telling you, I was helping my wife out with her survivor pool. And mm-hmm. wouldn't you know, I believe they went from 15 or 16 people in week one down to nine. Yep. I believe it. So, yeah. I mean, so I felt really good because as soon as she sent me that text, I did not hesitate. said, Ravens. Mm-hmm. And she sent me the text this week, and it wasn't so quick. Right. I, I sent it back, but it wasn't just an immediate, you know, bam, this is it. I had to actually had look to, at the You had schedule. to look over and kind of, oh, let me see <laughs> I here. At the schedule mm-hmm. with, uh, okay, it's this one. So okay. we'll see. Uh, we'll see where we end up. We, now you and I are, are uh, quote-unquote, locked out uh, okay. from – either using the Ravens as our pick or the Jets as our, uh, we will call it anti-pick. I don't think anything is stopping us from picking the Jets to cover. If you want to lock up the Jets, you can go for them, you just can't go against them. I mean, right, so we just can't go against the Jets, and uh, we could go against the Ravens if we really wanted to, but that's the only sort of wrinkle uh, that we have this week. And that makes it easy. We don't really have a lot to keep track of. We both locked up the same team. That's exactly right. Um, same percentage uh, in the ballpark for the survivor pool that I uh, ran uh, at my job went from ah. seven went from seven to three. Hmm. Four people out. First, wow. First it's going to be over by week four. Uh, it might be over uh, by week two. It might be because they yeah. – uh, I got to tell you. It's funny because after I sent my wife the team that I wanted her to take, she sent me back the the list. She's the only one with the team I picked. Mm-mm. So we I have like another it. mass bloodletting. I hope so. 
Let's get this thing uh, whittled down quick. She's got some, you know, a couple hundred bucks on the line here. Oh, good. So yeah, we're uh, rooting for. Her. All uh, right. This was this, this was this survivor at my job was crazy because most of the women in this thing honestly don't know football and said to my face, "I don't know anything about football. I'm going with whoever my guy told me to pick." Um, well, the guys don't the, know anything about football either. Well, one of the women. Um, their their guy told them some some team that won I forget which one but she went against what he wanted because she wanted to go with the Titans. Oh no! Oops. You know what though? It it really is that Titans game was wild because if you look at all of the like the way that the Titans were graded for their performance on Sunday I think they were top five in everything. <laughs> Except for winning. Except for that W column. Yeah. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Although there was one area that they were deficient. We'll talk about that when we actually get to the to the recaps and to the and to the picks. So And the the one guy in my survivor pool and he is a football fan, but he's a huge Steelers fan. And ah. I told you about it on the show. He's such a big Steelers fan that he was degrading them because of how they got beaten no, by the Bengals I, last year, and he went against them and took the Bengals, and oops. Yeah. I, and I had the Steelers, so I was the one, that was the one I got. Um, I should have had yeah. another one, but that fell apart um, ah. late. There was one that you squeaked out late that I felt really good about that just kind of fell apart on me. Um, but that's okay. I got that. Yeah, the Steelers one, I was just, I, I texted you during that game and said, uh, they might have not. They might have wanted to pay a little more for this offensive line for Joe Burrow because he was getting destroyed again. Yeah, remade offensive line, and it it, it didn't really look yeah. like it. It, it was deja it was vu all over again. Yeah, and yet still they could have won that game. Should have won that game. Uh, yeah, Maybe they could have come covered, all the way but... back, but but give it to the Steelers. Uh, you know, it cost them everything. <laughs> uh, right. Winning that game. Losing losing TJ Watt for what looks to be a considerable amount of time, so we'll see how they bounce back. But for one week, they got they got a little measure of revenge. They, they jumped up and they punched the bully back. So that was that was good. But uh, we're changing up the way we do this show. I came up with a little concept. We'll see how it works. We can. It's our show. We can do what the hell we want. We can, we can do whatever we back. want. Our, our two-hour uh, football party is in effect, and for those of you who are uh, old listeners, uh, first of all, <laughs> welcome into the party. But you know our format for our two-hour football party has been uh, the first hour or so approximately recapping whatever happened in the past week. And then I play my little plugs and let you know how to email us and listen to our podcast, and then we get on with the business of picking week two. Very slight change of just trying to get a little more structure in that first hour where we kind of always meander around and go through game by game, but not in a real structured way. And we're still going to do you know some of that. But uh, I decided to let's, – let's come up with a little uh, – some categories and get a little bit of uh, uh, sort of something to look forward to and something to build upon and look at specifically for each week. Just real simple, you know, best thing you saw last week or best thing that happened in football in that past week, worst thing that happened 
smartest move you saw made, dumbest thing you saw, stuff like that. So we're just going to get a little bit of, of categoric uh, recap going instead of just completely wandering around in the wilderness uh, going game by game and not knowing what direction we're going. So just a little bit, and we'll see yeah. how that how that works out. I like it. It's a little mini honors and dishonors, basically, and uh, it, it makes us do our homework. I found that out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did my uh, Yeah, no, I agree with the, the. It does make you sit down and go, hmm, okay, let me see. What yeah. what was the smartest thing I saw? You try to come up with something a little bit, you know, a um, little bit off the reservation or try to get a little cute with stuff. So I'm interested. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Hey, this whole show is all about us uh, having a creative outlet and, and doing something to get our juices flowing. I've, so. I've got one that is going to absolutely blow your mind. Wow. And might Sitting even bar, trump huh? it might even trump your uh head coaching stat that you use every year for week one picks. Because this one will mm. absolutely blow you away. Okay. Well, I I don't know if you want to get started with that or if you want to go best worst or how do you want to do this? Uh well that is my best. So <laughs> okay. that's how you want to start. That's my best there you go. of the week. Best thing in the NFL uh, out of week one, in your opinion? This is going to blow you away. So get this. Nine nine out of the top ten rated quarterbacks in preseason that started games last Sunday or last weekend won their game. Wow, okay. So think about that. And the only one that lost played one of the other in the top ten. So that was going to go one one way or the other. Right. But, it, you know, when you actually look at, in the preseason, the top 10 rated quarterbacks, not top 10 rated backups, just the top 10 rated, and then what of, out of those guys who were actual starters in week one, nine of them won their game. That is, uh, that is interesting. That, that does make yeah. me want to go back and see who actually plays in the preseason and right, what do they was, do in week one. It, Mariota, it was Josh Allen, it was Jameis Winston, that was the one where they played each other it was Mahomes yeah. um, Trubisky Fields, I mean all these you know, all these guys, Geno Smith all these guys who played, all won and Mariota huh. that, was a, that was a crazy close game Sure I mean the talk this week, you know, even in the fantasy stuff, because I'm listening to the fantasy stuff this week, people were like, well we're surprised by how good the Atlanta Falcons offense well, well that might be something I look at next year when I am picking my week one games. Is and I'm not, I'm not all these all these guys. Not all of them played a lot. Some of them just came out and went four for four and threw a touchdown or three for three. But you know what? They played. They, they did came out. They, they showed up. They did something with their team. Nine out of the top ten won. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is not on that list because he didn't play. Aaron Rodgers he didn't break. Not on that list. So uh, well, how's Brady that? Win. Start the yeah. how's that to start. A stat from you. You definitely are not oh. the stat guy normally. Get used to it this week. <laughs> you got a lot more numbers for us. I'm coming for you. Okay, no, keep that in mind for for next year and and look that up. Who actually plays in the preseason? Will, yeah. will, will that make a difference? We, so, that, yeah, yeah, that's well, good. I like for that. the rest of the league, it was preseason week four. <laughs> it really was, and it looked like it. It it really did, and and it usually does. We're used to that. Uh, the best thing that for me in week one, uh, just 
the, the, the stat lines of the, of the new guys, uh, all the new receivers that I was talking about, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how this is all going to play out. And they all came out and, and balled, and their teams set out to establish them and make it so that they had a chance to shine, and they, they, they really shined. They all uh, had really good games. A.J. Brown, 10 for 155. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, 10 for 141 in the touchdown. Don't blame that loss on Devontae Adams for the Raiders because he did all that he could in his new uh, connection with Derek Carr. Uh, Tyreek Hill uh, had eight catches for 94 yards. Even Hollywood Brown had a touchdown down in, in Arizona, uh, although that was a bloodletting. But uh, even he even he got in the end zone. All these guys moving around and uh, all those teams and all those coaches made sure to get them immediately uh, instantly involved in the offense, focal point of the offense, uh, perhaps to the detriment of the guys that of the other receivers on that team. So we'll see how all of that plays out. But to me, that was the best thing. Just we got these new toys, we got these new stars. Don't don't fuck around. Don't try to be too smart or too cute. And well, we're gonna decoy him over here and and play him off the line and have him come in and do the little slappy route and see if we can draw some defenders and that'll open up everything else. No, no. Here, here's our guy. Here's AJ Brown. Here's some more of them. Here he is again. How that tastes. Here's some more of them. How that tastes. Just get him involved immediately and just go to work and get everything going. Uh, I really like the, all the coaches getting their guys uh, involved like that. All right, little different. There you go, different, little different flavor already in the show. Yeah, we were not we, I, and I did that on purpose when I asked you about you know what categories you want to do, um, and you know best words and smarts and all that. But it's not the best player necessary. It's not the best game. It's not the best way. Right. The best whatever. The best yeah, whatever the you best. want out of week one, uh, and the worst whatever. And so with that, what's the worst thing about week one that, uh, in your opinion? Oh, I'll tell you, I'm going stats here again. But for two teams, mm-hmm. then they really stood out to me. One I just talked about with the Titans, who rated out elite offensively, defensively, and on special teams overall. And then Philadelphia, who rated out, again, elite offensively and good defensively, except for one thing, tackling. Neither one of those teams could tackle. Oh, no. So the Titans – lose a game that they dominated <laughs> because they couldn't yeah. tackle anybody. And then the Eagles let the, let the Lions come back and come back and come back and, of course, cover a spread, you know, even well, though the, the Eagles scored 38 points and here come the Lions, just like the corpse, <laughs> you just the zombie team, you just cannot put them down. They just keep coming back. They're like the Terminator. Doesn't matter what you do, but the Eagles couldn't tackle. The worst tackling team in the league. So I looked at it. They were the best, the best tackling team in the league last year. So I don't know what gives. How do you go from the best to the worst in one <laughs> off season? So we'll see if that's a trend. But yeah, you want to let another team. You want you want to have this great offense. If you're the Eagles, you want you, you want to put teams away. You got to tackle. And if you're the Titans, you cannot be elite. You cannot come out and look that good. Except, oops, forget to put the other team on the ground. That's the worst thing I saw last week. That's never a good look when you have a chance to put a team away that you're clearly better than and just just put put your hands around the guy and bring him to the ground. 
And I, when I watched that Titans Giants game, you know, down here being in, in my market, and that was yeah. that game was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. They got after Danny Dimes, man. They they ripped yeah. him down five times, and you know the Titans and uh, pressuring and sacking the quarterback is not usually their thing. It, it became their thing last year, but then they lost their main guy Harold Landry in the uh, right. preseason, and they they still got after Di- Danny Dimes and really they shut him out in the first half, uh, gave up a, a goose egg. And really everything changed because Saquon Barkley decided to get going in the third quarter. And to your point, the Giants couldn't couldn't put a, uh, put a finger on him, couldn't bring him down. He was uh, a man possessed, and he looked like the Saquon of old. Uh, that's definitely one of the things I'm looking forward to going forward. Is he going to continue that way? He, he lost some weight. He's still strong as fuck, of course, but um, not quite as thick, not quite as chunky. Um, and, boy, he showed a serious speed burst. Uh, getting outside for that huge run that he had. And that really sort of turned the whole game around. It just uh, all the momentum. Um, and, of course, being there uh, uh, at the end, getting that touchdown, being down in, uh, the extra point and deciding to go for two uh, to take the lead. God, you know, I, I, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate when you got a chance, you got the, the visiting team on the road, you get there. You get a, uh, a chance to tie the game. You say, you know what? Fuck it. Let, let's just go for two. Let's just go. You know, I'm of course go for two. I'm I know all about go for two. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it was it wasn't just tackling uh, by the Titans or lack of tackling. It was multiple defensive holding penalties. Um, it was crazy the way that game went. Tennessee gets gets back in the field goal range, um, and Tanny had a real nice throw to get them there as well. But then Randy Bullock hooks it, and that's the end of the game. And that's how the uh, the Giants wind up pulling that W out. That was uh, that was crazy. Um, that was not the worst thing uh, that I saw uh, on the weekend. Very simply, the worst thing I saw was that goddamn field uh, in Chicago. Like it, so, it's already the worst field in in the world. And everyone knows it's the worst. And now this with this monsoon, whatever that yeah. was up there, made it so bad. I've never ever seen a field so bad that they couldn't keep the um the print the 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 chalk on the yeah. field that that tells you what the yardage is uh kept washing away because that's how bad the field was and that's how much uh rain was coming down they couldn't even put the sideline down straight the sideline was crooked i've never seen that this is a multi billion dollar organization uh the nfl um and the bears as well of course worth however many billions they're worth a million you can't get a a straight sideline that's how bad your field is you can't even like it was i i I was kind of surprised they played there were parts of that field that were underwater i I was surprised they 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 played the game i kind of thought they would be like "Uh, no this is (laughs) <laughs> we're not even going to go there because it's just too uh, too dangerous, too yeah. much. Like, if somebody if, – if Trey Lance tore an ACL on that field, uh, <laughs> we would be hearing for the rest of the year about the uh, the terrible, terrible Chicago field and how there's something that's got to be done about it immediately. Yeah. My problem is it's got that reputation already as the worst. And this is the response? This is well, – now we, we – how I'm do you glad get that we're, this? I'm glad we're talking about that game in terms of the field because I have no takeaways from that game. 
I don't either. How do you, how can that you take something away that from wasn't that? Football. I mean, that was that was us out in the ball yard at Young. <laughs> is what that was. Slipping and sliding on the mud yeah. and then rolling in the rain. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I have no takeaways from that game because everything statistically for for Lance and Fields and the and both teams was just awful. I hope y'all put all your money on the under. That's my takeaway from that game. Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. both had the Bears, so good for us. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that kid already, Trey Lance, with his with his issues, and then you're going to ask him to open yeah, up on the road yeah. uh, in that? Well, I will yeah. tell you, Justin Fields made a couple of plays where he broke contain and found wide open. I mean, I'm talking – Bears vaunted cover zero defense getting played oh, no. by the 49ers a few times in that game where Fields was able to throw one all the way across the field to the receiver. It was a beautiful throw. The guy just stood there like, hey, I'm over here and give Fields <laughs> the credit for having the vision to see him. But nobody could get to these guys because they were, you know, nobody could rush. I mean, it was wild. Both of those <sighs> quarterbacks had some of the longest time to throw. Um <laughs> Of any quarterback you've ever there. seen. Yeah, so I take nothing away from that game. <laughs> X's and O's, statistically, yeah, maybe it's more of a psychological thing for, for the Niners because the Bears were playing for house, with house money there. Yeah, whatever second-half adjustments to be made in that crap, Chicago made it and San Francisco <laughs> didn't, and, and that's, that's yeah. about all you can take from we're that. We're going to change to four-inch cleats. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're changing to stiletto heels. How about that? Um <laughs> What's the what what what's the smartest thing uh, out of week one that uh, that you saw? I'll tell you what uh, we talked about a little bit right right at the beginning. I'm going to say the smartest thing was the Steelers going after Joe Burrow last week. <laughs> the, the you know they pinned their ears back and they went after him. They didn't always get home, uh, but I believe they sacked him was that seven times. It was a lot. It was a lot, and when they weren't getting him on the ground. Uh, through sacks, they were just getting them on the ground through hurries and harassment, and th- yeah, and and I give the I, I I say that was the smartest move of the week was uh, not buying into the press about this uh, Cincinnati Bengals revamped offensive line because the Steelers made them look uh, worse I think than what happened last year. And they better get that thing fixed fast. Uh, How I'm down on the Bengals this year. Um, I don't you think know. Anthony Munoz is coming out of retirement. I don't know how they're going to do yeah. it. Yeah, they, that thing better come together quick because, man, I think they I think you've got a blueprint now after watching uh, the, the Rams did and the Titans did and pretty much what everybody did to that offensive line. But if you have a good or better than league average pass rush, uh, unleash it against the Cincinnati Bengals. What the hell's going on out here? So this is how we're going to meander around and, and figure things out. I'm going to talk about that game, not because it was my smartest, but because it was oh. my biggest letdown of the week. Oh. Uh, and that would be that Bengals offensive line. It's still total shit. I know they tried to overhaul it and, and revamp <laughs> yeah. it in the offseason. Didn't didn't work. Um, I mean, losing T. Higgins to a concussion doesn't help, of course. Uh, but, but Joe Burrow had to just – Forced throws to targets. Uh, he only had about a second and a half to do it because they were just coming after him relentlessly. Uh, five turnovers later, uh, I believe that's four ints and a fumble, something like that. Um, just after all of that, the Bengals still could have won the game. 
because Pittsburgh can't cover Jamar Chase with, with no time right. on the left uh, or two seconds left, and the extra point is blocked. Uh, but they had another shot in overtime, and that kick was uh, terrible because Aaron McPherson got all laces because the yeah, holder he couldn't get that the laces. Because that, well, the snap was almost over everybody's head. Yes. Uh, Mitchell Wilcox, the uh, the backup tight end, uh, had to play long snapper because the uh, starting long snapper was injured. And that's pretty much what cost him the game was the bad snap on the uh, extra point yeah. that allowed them to, to allow Minka Fitzpatrick to get around the corner and block it. The uh, ter- terrible snap over the head on the field goal that uh, gave the, ho- the holder no time to turn the laces out. So McPherson got all laces and just chunked that completely, uh, uh, just hooked it wide left. Um, yeah, Bengals could have won even with all the, the, the O-line issues, but that that was my deal. The the Super Bowl hangover, uh, I don't think that was an issue. I think is they just can't they can't block. They still can't block. Um, it was unreal because they made such a, a deal about it, uh, addressing the issue. Like I said uh, in the season preview show, Joe Burrow did all that stuff that he did last year and became a, a superhero, uh, became the new Mister Joe Cool. Uh, getting his ass kicked and getting sacked, you know, about as many times as any other quarterback in the league. What would he do if he actually had time back there? And it still holds. What? How great could that offense be if you could actually protect your stud number one overall quarterback? And the Bengals still can't do it. So I feel the same way that you do. Uh, if they don't fix that, they can forget another Super Bowl run because uh, the kid's gonna, yeah, the kid's gonna get murdered out there. Well, you can double up. So what was your smartest thing of the week? Well, my smartest thing uh, would be, let's see. Did you stay at the Holiday Inn Express last night? I, I did not. Um, I'm trying to see. I, I messed myself up. I got the word smart written in between a couple of games, and I'm trying to figure out which one am I talking oh. about. Um <laughs> Don't tell the me I'm Cleveland, more prepared than you are. This is not good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you, you, if you, however clear you make it for yourself, that's the key. And I didn't make it clear enough for myself. Uh, the Cleveland Browns committing to the run. We talked about that uh, before the season began, that they just, with Baker Mayfield, they kept trying to force him into being the guy and, and give him every opportunity to prove that he's worth the number one pick, which he wasn't. And we knew that when they drafted him. Um, they got such a great running tandem, the greatest in the league between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And they just felt like they would not commit as strongly to the run as they should, uh, considering how big of a strength that is. And they committed to the run uh, against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, That was the big Baker Mayfield revenge comeback game that didn't go his way because uh, the kicker, Cade York, bends it like Beckham and, and hooks a big time. 58-yard field goal uh, to give uh, the Browns the W over Baker and the Panthers. Um, we, we saw this close but low scoring. We didn't have the scoreboard exploding like it did, but um, it, it was dramatic, and it was a great come-from-behind yep. effort by Baker. He tried to, to will the Panthers to the dub, but it, it didn't happen for them. But that was my smartest thing is, is when you uh, see the, the Browns, you know, and they average five yards per carry seemingly every year, but – 
you would think with that they'd be you know close to number one. They're they're usually pretty close, but they're not nearly as as high as they could be or should be. And they they went for two seventeen on the ground um, and one forty seven in the air uh, against the Panthers. And that's how you're supposed to do it: thirty nine rushes to thirty four passes. That's how you're going to have to win with with Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback, yeah. and that's how you're supposed to do it when you have that running attack. And, and you also have to win by unleashing that defense. And I think that they got the memo. They they know what they're going to need to do to win games if they're going to have any chance of hanging in the in that division. And that that is a all that's what a top five defense, I would say uh, potentially. You know, if they, you know, and I think they're motivated now because they, now they know <laughs> that offense ain't going to be there to bail them out. And it really never has been, no. but I think now they know it a, a little bit more. They were getting after Baker. Well, you know, they, as, as we, worried I, as about, we worried about Baker getting after them. Uh, no. That Cleveland defense was feeling dangerous. Yeah. I think Miles Garrett woke up feeling more dangerous than, than Baker. Uh, so you can then take uh, your biggest letdown of the week. Well, I was going to go stupidest um, <laughs> okay. here. So I have a stupidest. I don't know if you have that. Um, I, I do. Uh, I'm, yeah, I went smartest and then stupidest, so I'm going down my list here. But my my, stu- my stupidest thing uh, or stupidest team or stupidest thing I saw or person or player, uh, it, this is a really easy thing. Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> has got to be <laughs> the stupidest coach in the NFL right now. He's worse than Mike McCarthy. And Ooh. I mean, what was that? Uh, and you did that in prime time with your quarterback going back home to face the Legion of Room. Jamal Adams gets hurt in the middle of that game. And I mean, he had some Herm Edwards clock management going on at the end of that game. I don't know. You, you explained to me what the Broncos offensive uh, philosophy is. Uh, that was that whole game, the game plan, Everything was trash, and then that last four. Hello. Oh, that last four minutes, where the best thing you can decide to do is settle for a sixty-four or sixty-three-yard field goal at sea level, mind you. This isn't a sixty-four-yard <laughs> field goal in Denver or in a dome. Uh, I don't know what that was. I don't know. I don't know if you saw the uh, the, the replay of the Manning cast of them watching that. It was hilarious. You need just to find Peyton just throwing up the timeout signs yeah. just repeatedly. Yeah. I didn't hear it, but I saw the. Yeah, and Shannon I, Sharp, I saw you know, on the yeah, the whole the whole thing was hilarious. Um, but that was that was something I saw after the fact. In the moment, you knew it was bad, and yeah. that whole that that whole game was just bonkers. Uh, you know, with oh God, Geno Smith looking like the better quarterback on the day, and and the Broncos couldn't do hardly anything. I mean, Jerry Judy uh, escapes on a on a long touchdown bomb, but that was mostly, um, you know, the yak after he breaks a tackle and gets away from the defender. Um, but that that was it. That was their offensive highlight for the day. Other than that, it was just a bunch of dump offs uh, to the running back in the you know in the last uh, minute or two of the game. But I don't know what that was. That was awful. Not a good debut. And uh, and. Hope you can turn that around. That stupidest thing I saw, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. I, I got no argument against that. I don't because I, so I'm watching. The, uh, did you you watch the game live uh, as it was uh-huh. happening? I so did. So Russ, so so they get that uh, 
was a third down that they just or a fourth down that they decided to kick the field goal at the end. Yeah, fourth and fourth and five. So Russ is so the clock's running. Um, yeah, they let a Peyton, half a minute run. Yeah, Peyton Manning's on the Manning yeah. cast giving the timeout thing oh, seriously. Yeah. I'm sitting there wondering when are they going to call a timeout. They never call a timeout. They run it yeah. literally down to one second, call timeout. And then I see Russ walk off the field and start shaking hands and high-fiving with the coaching staff. And I said, oh, no. They yeah. think they've done enough to get in position to win this game with a 64-yard field goal. Oh, my God. I mean, he had the Are leg. Are they out of their minds? He had the leg. He's missed it. <laughs> I was like, "Are you serious?" That's oh. and that was so, a drive. Yeah, I, I, they they took that drive. That was a four minute drive. I mean, they got the ball back with like four four minutes and thirty left. They 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 took four minutes to do that, and and stopped right there and just yeah. said, "Yep, we've done enough." <laughs> like when I saw because I think the announcers, uh, the Joe and Troy, were not even contemplating that they were going to possibly going to kick right there. They were wondering what play that Russ is going to come out of this timeout running. And I said, no, nah, they're, they're not running a play. Russ is slapping hands like they've done enough. Yeah, like they, they're, I don't they're understand. They're there. So, yeah, that, that was pretty dumb. We see that game a little differently. Um, I don't think Denver was was bad. I don't think Russell Wilson was bad. They kept getting to the fucking one-yard line and giving up the football. They kept driving all the way down to yeah. Seattle's goal line, basically. And worse, they had a touchdown where uh, – am I getting my – let me so, – hold on. I'm trying to remember. There was a game where somebody caught a ball, ran along the goal line out of bounds. They called him out at the one-inch line, and the coach didn't challenge it. And I'm like, why would you not challenge that? That ball's probably over the, uh, over the pylon. I think um, that was they, the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game, actually. Jamar Chase, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm completing games. Okay. Um, it was a lot of football. It was a, there was a lot of football. But Denver kept getting to the goal line themselves, and then they would fumble the ball. They did it twice. Uh, Denver looked overwhelmed because of uh, of the atmosphere. That too. I don't, all, those, all those delay of games, like the play calls yeah. not getting in. I mean, come on. That, that, it, was, it, was a, uh, it was a cluster. Yeah, Russ on a new team with with new players uh, playing against his old team in a hostile house, uh, which is already harsh on visitors. So, yeah, there were times where they did look uh, a little overwhelmed. Seattle definitely looked extra inspired all game. But my point is, even with all that, Broncos kept getting to the damn goal line and and refusing to go into the end zone. They had the yardage. They had the plays. They just refused to score. Uh, 443 total yards in the game for Denver. Uh, as opposed to 271 for yeah. the Seahawks. So the Broncos kind of against the Legion of Room, and that got them 16. Right, because they kept getting right there and refusing Ugh. to score. Uh, so that was that was a, a wild. There was a lot of wild games, and that was uh, that was a wild one. Yes, it um, was. They got into the end zone at one point on a false start, so they had to get re, uh, you know taken back. Um, and then they turned the ball over right after that. I, I think the Broncos are clearly the better team. They just had too many fuck ups. But uh, it, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a cluster fuck in a lot of ways. But um, there's no way Seattle does that again. Uh, if they played, if, you know, if they played ten times, I really think Denver will win like eight of those. I think so. But 
Not a good debut for that coach. Uh, no. So you have a, a stupidest? Uh, I, I definitely do. I just have to find it. Ah, it won't take me long to go through it. New England Patriots offense. If they have an uh, offense? Man, that that don't look good. That don't look good at all. Um, all the, uh, the the media and all the beat writers saw, t- telling you how terrible the Patriots offense looked in camp and uh, in the exhibition games, you could see it for yourself. Um, and then they come out against the Dolphins and do that and just back up everything everyone was saying that um, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running this offense is just not working. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, Bill Belichick done messed this up. Uh, he's the GOAT coach, but you don't want to say he messed something up, but it looks like he really messed something up. I don't know how they're going to fix that, but, yeah, that's just the dumbest. Like, why would Belichick – only because Belichick's won all those rings would he think that it would be a good idea to let uh, ass have with a pencil behind his head uh, try to run the offense um, and, and a special teams guy. And, yeah, that, 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 that was a dumb move. Everyone called it when it happened. It was a dumb move. But they have that Miami jinx, so we'll see. Maybe they bounce yeah, back. That too. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they can rebound. But I don't know uh, what what's coming down the pike to make the Patriots' offense better. I don't think uh, Josh McDaniels is coming back to him, so I don't know how that's going to turn around. So uh, do you want my surprise or my letdown? Oh, uh, well, I did my letdown, so you, you can give me yours. Uh, it's, it's the Cowboys, man. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I mean – that was all. That was a letdown. That was a WTF. That was a what the hell's going on out here? That was the game And now, and now they lose Dak. And people yeah, are oh of, man, the next morning on the radio, I, I'm listening to one of those first and pizza shows <laughs> before my podcast kicked in, and they're talking about how Jerry Jones needs to go out and sign Colin Kaepernick. Now y'all know damn well that ain't gonna happen. And then somebody I don't know why anyone bring that goes, up. And somebody goes, what if, what if you took him to the Super Bowl? I mean, did you see <laughs> them with Dak? <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> Let's just sign a guy off the street who lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. And hasn't played football in five years. Let's sign him off. That, yeah, come on. That's come the thing. On. Let's sign a guy that hasn't played in the NFL in that a half is just. That's just, hey – Look at me! I I am massively signaling my virtue and bringing up. Come on, stop, stop. They achieved what they wanted because you're talking about it. That's the all they wanted paid. to do was get the a man. Got him. paid. <laughs> Just let him be. He's not coming back. He's not coming. No one's ever signing him. That that was and, uh, obvious. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough for the Cowboys. It was rough with their QB one. It's gonna be rough without him. But you want to talk about a letdown that in a winnable division against. Uh, Against Tom Brady, I mean, yeah, I know he lets I know he lets go of the ball like lightning fast, right? And we'll talk about that later. But they still you just show something, anything, three points, man, Cowboys. That was the letdown of the week for me. Three points on the first drive of the game, and, and that's that all, it. folks. They stopped, man. <laughs> just, just awful. That was a that was a strange game too. Um, you just kept waiting for the Cowboys. To, All right, time to do something. Okay, let's yeah. go. Nah, no, no. 
Just, just not like make the Bucks happen. were that great. Yeah, I didn't think they were, but Dallas just and, and Zeke looked decent. He was hitting holes with urgency. Zeke yeah. Elliott looked okay. They were getting it done in run blocking. Um, just couldn't put it away. They just couldn't. They couldn't get over the hump on third down. They they couldn't uh, make those drives string out. They kept getting stopped. Uh, you got sacked by, by somebody who was literally unblocked on the blind side. So that, that was before he broke his thumb. Uh, so the the O line was having their issues. Uh, Terrence Steele had four flags. Poor kid. Um, yeah, it didn't go well for for Dallas at all. Yeah. Um, and I think they probably miss um, uh, Amari Cooper more than they maybe thought they would. And they miss uh, not having uh, Michael Gallup on the field. They, basically, um, the the Buccaneers were looking at uh, C.D. Lamb and trying to like double him and triple him and saying beat us with anyone else you want and that done so uh yeah they got they got issues and uh even before Dak broke his thumb and now they really got issues uh, with, with cooper rush as their quarterback going yeah. forward all right so that was my letdown uh well you're bringing up uh wtf so uh did you have any what the fuck well, was that your what the fuck moment too <laughs> no that was my letdown i actually ended up i yeah. have a surprise and two uh two what the fucks so Okay. Oh, um, okay. Um, so, uh, so your biggest surprise of the week? Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know if you saw this uh, the way I saw it, but I actually saw Lamar Jackson breaking containment and throwing the ball downfield. I almost fell off my couch, and he was oh. doing it multiple <laughs> times. All of his touchdowns through the air to wide receivers. Wow. That's and from awesome. distance. Not like 50-yard bombs, but I'm talking like, you know, 25, 30-yard touchdowns. Yeah, actually gets out of the pocket, has tons of running room, and then just zip. I was like, oh, wait. So maybe, maybe, <laughs> just maybe, Lamar is uh, taking that step. Let's see if he can keep that up. It's a great sign, obviously, uh, finding uh, Devin DuVernay deep like that. Um, he uh, he won't get that wide open all the time, but uh, it's good to see him take advantage of that. Um, they definitely created uh, big plays, the Ravens did, without Hollywood Brown. Um, DuVernay fought open for uh, the other touchdown. He actually it yep. was very tightly covered. So it, was, it wasn't just all wide open. Yeah, it was a little bit of everything, wide open and uh, fitting tight windows um, and, and making passing plays in situations, like you said, where Lamar had room to just take off and do uh, what he normally does, which is use his feet, but he decided to – uh, take advantage of his his weapons and probably take advantage of his opponent because it's New York Jets, and which is why we lock yes. them up. Lock them up. But I'll <laughs> tell you what, for it's, that is something I haven't seen a lot of with Lamar. Yeah, no. no I'm with Running you. to throw, and yeah. if he can keep that up, uh, I, yeah, sky's the limit. Absolutely, no, I, I agree with all of that. I'm very happy to see that, obviously, as we both uh, have the Ravens there. Um, so biggest surprise for me, going back to the Titans-Giants game that I was watching, I was able to witness that uh, witness this happen live. Uh, so Brian Dable, you know, got the, got the big balls going for two and, and winning the game. Um, but before that, uh, Danny, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, had excuse me had um occasion to have a, a really bad interception 
uh, in the end zone where they're, they're driving, they're right there at the goal line, and he holds on and stares his receiver down way too long, and, and the defensive back makes the break on the ball for him instead of the receiver, and, and Danny Dimes throws it right to him. And I got to watch the uh, – as they came back from commercial, they show Brian Dable's reaction to that. And he ripped Danny Dimes a new one on the sideline. And I was like, whoa. Good. Okay. Yeah, the, I'm the new coach here, and, and this guy's been here a few years, and he's supposed to be the franchise quarterback. But Brian Dable is basically like, look, I don't know what you've been doing here the last four years. We don't do that shit under me. We That is no – there's no room to sit there and stare your receiver down and throw an interception in the end zone. That's a very typical Danny Dimes mistake and part of the reason why he's uh, – not living up to his uh, draft hype and his, and his draft status. But I was uh, surprised to see Debo chew out Daniel Jones. I was equally surprised to see him trust Daniel Jones and have some huge RPOs. I was wondering if he was going to treat Daniel Jones almost like a, a junior project. And I think he did in his first game because like the second play of the game, he, he trusted him with an option and he took a, a had a big chunk run. Um, later on in the game, he had several uh, opportunities to, to do run pass options, um, and he did it. He gave uh, Danny Dimes that, that leash and that wide berth to do those things that I didn't know he was going to do. Um, and I was, I was a little surprised by it, but I was happy to see it because you, you got to figure it out at some point. It, it, does this kid have it or not? And uh, you bring in Brian Dable. You don't bring him in just to be a game manager coach uh, and try to coax your, your quarterback along. Uh, he gave him, hey, here's the opportunities that you want that you should you should want as the franchise quarterback, and and Danny Dimes did what he does. He made some opportunities into shit and gave it to the other team, um, and he made some opportunities work and and did some some good things out there. Um, and so that was my big surprise. You you said you aren't usually compelled to give big points with the Titans, and and you did anyway here. And and uh, Babel and Danny Dimes, they 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 made you pay with that big comeback. I was. I was surprised by the whole thing, the whole uh, the way it all broke down, the whole game. Like, you know, the Titans have control, but here come the Giants. The Giants just would not let go. They would not stop fighting, and they, they almost looked like the Lions out there, sort of ankle-biting. <laughs> I was uh, surprised by that whole situation. So, so good on the Giants. Yeah, and I think we're both down on the Titans this year. Yeah. It's not gonna, they are going to be hard to pick. <laughs> this year to win games. You know, numbers can be numbers, but just, man, where are these wins going to come when you can dominate a team that's bad? You can dominate a bad team and still lose. Mm. Yeah. Here's another small coaching, uh, another small coaching mistake as well uh, at the end of the game. Titans could have won the game still with a field goal uh, with with Randy Bullock hooked. Yeah. they had a chance. Uh, Titans had a chance to to keep going forward. Uh, chose to to have uh, Tannehill take a knee and back up four yards just to set up uh, Bullock for the better spot that he wanted. You know how these kickers have a yeah. preference, uh, what hash mark they want to kick from and whatnot. Uh, so they chose their last play to have Tannehill take a knee and back up. Uh, they could have used those yards because Bullock didn't miss that by much. He hooked a, I think a forty seven yarder. And they, they could have used uh, another three or four yards for him right there. So a uh, little coaching mistake there. I think they could have used the, the – I don't, in general, like when 
people and coaches decide to go backwards or decide to just stop like the right. uh, the Broncos did Monday night. Uh, we're, we're good. We've, we've done enough. Uh, we're going to run the clock all the way down, and we're not going to try to get any more yards at all, and we're going to bring on our kicker uh, to try to tie the record for all-time longest field goal. Mm, that's not very bright. Uh, so that was my big surprise. Um, so you said you had, uh, you, had some, you had some WTFs. I do. I've got two of them. Uh, my first one here, your your fantasy slant of the week. Okay. Um, it, it, you, I'm sure – see how many people in your fantasy league ran out this week to pick up O.J. Howard. Um, <laughs> O.J. Howard went out on two routes. Two targets, two touchdowns. <laughs> Of course, O.J. Howard's going to score 32 touchdowns or 34 <laughs> touchdowns this season. No, no. That is, you know, random luck. And as I'm watching these scores and I'm watching fantasy and I'm watching my, you know, my, my, my draft, I'm watching everything. It's like O.J. Howard. We always joke there's going to be that guy. There's always one. In the end zone. There's always that guy. Well, your guy was O.J. Howard this week. Man, what the fuck? O.J. Howard, who was, I think, cut by two different teams uh, in training camp yes. and just happened to find his way on this one. And yeah, and also uh, that dude. ties into a, that just the tie. Another, you know, kind of what the <laughs> fuck, uh, because we, have, we almost had we were really close to having two ties um, yes. had Pittsburgh and Cincinnati not gotten that, you know, very, very late field goal. And then we get the, uh, the, the Colts and the, and the Texans. And how does the Colts not come? The Colts, who <laughs> should be the cream of that division now, I guess. And uh, your guy, your guy got the tie. Yeah, General Mills got the got the tie. Yeah. Um, uh, Texans were up twenty-one to three uh, in that yeah. game. By the way, they they blew that. Uh, they the Houston gun to Houston. They Houston. That's that's they what did. happened there. Um. That's actually uh, – that game has my uh, WTF. I had a couple of uh, what-the-fuck moments myself. Um, and they both are the same thing as far as sort of giving up, coaches uh, having a, a chance to keep advancing and deciding to, to punt. That was a terrible one uh, that the uh, Texans, the last drive they had in overtime, yeah. they were across. They were across into uh, uh, Indianapolis territory, but it's fourth and three. And they decide to punt. The fuck? Well, if you don't get it, I guess you're just saying that you feel like all the Colts have to do is go get, what, 15 yards the other way, 20 yards? I, I don't know. It's at that point, though, three. You're, at that point, you're playing for the tie. Right. That sucks. What the fuck? Yes. Why are you playing for the tie? What are you doing? I don't know. Oh. Moral victory, I guess. I mean, they were massive underdogs. But they were up 21-3. to three. They were. The game never should have gone to overtime. <laughs> Indy did not look good. So the second most cowardly move of the week, and the other uh, what the fuck move. Of the game seventy-two seventy-one. Um, Art Smith, your boy in Atlanta. Yeah. Another Under game that minutes. was one, one and over. Under two minutes, leading by two, decides to punt after Marcus Mariota couldn't handle the snap on third and one. It's a yard. Yeah. Get a yard. What the fuck? It, oh. 
And that offense where you don't – I'll tell you one thing. At Atlanta offense, you have no idea where the ball's going. Neither do they. That's the, the problem. <laughs> Cordero Patterson had a day. Mariota played well. Um, yeah. You've got all these options. You run a naked boot. Do, do something. Sneak Mariota. What, you know, do something. Put that guy that you, he's your playmaker. He played well. You're, you're yeah, you're not going you're anywhere too. this year. Play to win the game. We should just have the Herm Edwards award because that's basically <laughs> what these are. Yeah, you're up. You are up. Hello. You play to win the game. You get we the saw first a down, whole you lot go of that. one, you you get yeah. that that yard and you you salt it away. It's over. And I'm numb to Atlanta blowing leads now. A lot of teams were blowing leads. Now, some of those teams blew leads and hung on. Some of those teams blew leads and tied. But preseason week was, four, man, catch the fever. Falcons were up 16 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. In the fourth quarter. Yeah. They like that. They like doing that. And they got after Jameis, too. Uh, you, you got Dean Pease brought the heat. They did. Uh, they were pass blocking. They were getting after it. Um, yeah. Saints gutted that one out. Yeah, Jameis got going with those weapons. I, I didn't know it was going to look that good, for, you know, right off the bat in the first week. I don't those. even – it didn't look that great. That's Right, not at the beginning. Uh, no, I mean, in general, it, I think it could get better. Yeah. Yeah, the, I didn't know they were going to do this much. Uh, Mike Thomas, he hasn't, basically hadn't played in a year and a half at all. Yeah. And then – uh, was able to find some openings and, and do some damage, um, but yeah, they they certainly are not uh, uh, a perfect squad. The Saints there there are no perfect squads out there, with the possible exception of uh, up in Buffalo. Right, and even the Bills have a few deficiencies. No team is perfect, but um, I'll tell you what my other my other what the fuck. And we talk about the Ravens, and we talk about their coaching, and we talk about that organization. Somebody needs to get them a new trainer. Because man, they, they lost. They lose half their defense again. I, I again, can't, the whole secondary. It's like week one, boom, shot done. It's like, come on, you can't get the, you, Ravens. <laughs> yeah, fuck? yeah, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> it makes no. I don't get it. They're I'm falling just, apart. Ter- terrible luck, I, I guess. I mean, they were playing Joe Flacco, so it doesn't, you know, it's not going to come back to bite you against the Jets, and you were blowing them out, but that will come back to bite you when you have to play, oh, I don't know, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bills, the Bengals. You think about a lot, you know, they have to play the Bengals twice. I know Joe Burrow's going to be under, maybe he won't to those games, but yeah. if he does, you're going to need some guys in the back end. It, it, it that's not good. Already. Don't believe me. Uh, uh, me picking the Ravens to win the Super Bowl was predicated on them not having the same type of injury luck or bad luck that they had last yeah. year. And right off the bat in week one, yeah, Kyle Fuller done for the year. Uh, Marcus Peters yeah. was already hurt. Right. Yeah, they, they they already got issues. They had issues coming in. They got more. Yeah, um, not not good. Not good at all. Uh, so, uh, so that was, I, I like the uh, the categories. We covered most of what yeah. happened in week one just through the categories, and and then you know there's other games we haven't talked about yet uh, that we can still clean up. Um, 
did, did you were you do with all your categories or did you have anything? Else? I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I, I tried to figure, hey, that that should take us at least you know almost up to that hour mark, and it did. Nine, with, we were yeah. efficient. Stunning. <laughs> you know what? I liked that better than oh, what games haven't we talked about yet? Let's just squeeze yeah. in a couple of words about them right now because if we don't have an award for them. You know, and we picked them or something happened, you know, there, eh, a lot of things, even though I was eight and eight, you were 10 and six, it's not the best week, but I'll take 500 in week one. Um, well, especially you know. this week one, which was just batshit crazy. It was wild. It was wild. And we had some underdog picks and, uh, you know, and we had some that we looked at and scratched our heads. We were both on Minnesota and I yeah, the Packers, yep. they were bad. They cleaned it up in the second half, but they were overall, they were just bad. So there we go. There's team, a, guess what? Doesn't play their. They didn't play their offense or their defense in the preseason, and it looked like yeah, it in that a, first half. There's a game we didn't mention that I did want to get to. I didn't give an award for, but I do want to talk about that just for this reason. I said nine and eight for the Packers. That means with this loss, I see nine and seven going forward. So that's all I want to do is is clean up and make sure. I'm not saying 0-17. I'm not saying they're going to be complete shit. I'm not saying they're going <laughs> to just completely crap the bed. Uh, that that first play uh, for Christian Watson is a perfect example yeah, you... of basically everything that I'm talking about. They've got talent. They've still got Aaron Rodgers, even though he's a weirdo. He's still got the arm. They can still put it together if they all get together on the same page. They're not on the same page right, right. now. I mean, Ball everyone's going to – everyone for the guy wide open, and he just drops yeah. Everyone wants to pile on Christian Watson. Hey, it was a big opportunity. It was his first game. He's a rookie. I looked at the fact is he was five yards behind the defense. Sure was. That's going to happen more often. Now, if you keep dropping those, and he, <laughs> and you know what? And Rodgers did not go back to him till like, the fourth quarter. But he started going mm-hmm. back to him, and you know what? Watson was making catches. Dobbs was making catches. Uh, Jones and Jones and uh, Dylan in the backfield at the same time. There's potential there. They started doing that a lot more in the game, and you, those guys were both catching a lot of balls. So you could see what it's going to look like. Um, but uh, I mean, the Vikings looked good. They did. The Vikings um, looked the, really good. The Packers helped them out by uh, they did playing Justin the Jefferson not straight up and, and just yeah. getting torched. Yeah, but that's what um, happens when you don't play anybody. It goes to my first, my best of the week. None of those yeah. guys. And that wasn't just Rodgers. That was none of the offense and none of that defense played. And in, and in the second half, that game was much more competitive. Packers kind of started to make it a game. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I – man, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, that, that all offense looked great. And I give you shit when you – make a, a pick or make something that I can make fun of, but I try to give you credit when you uh, are absolutely right on with something. Uh, you've been saying uh, all off season since the Devontae Adams trade that there are going to be games for the Packers where their leading receiver is going to be Aaron Jones. And who was the leading receiver for the Packers in this game? Uh, was it A.J. Dillon? No, that would be Aaron Jones. Oh, it was Aaron Jones? I, I believe A.J. Dillon, though, led in targets. Um ah. Yeah, but he made. They were both catching balls out of the backfield. Yeah, that's going to be the offense. Um, right, and, and that's all I'm saying. All right. is, is, I'll tell you what: Packers weren't winning that game with Devontae Adams either. Uh, they're certainly making it a lot closer than that, and, and they might win it. He might yes. have a couple of those miracle touchdowns. First, first of all, he's catching that first ball and going to if, the yeah, house. If that's Adams behind the defense, 
Yeah, probably that's, that's catching six. that one. That's six. Um, and, and that then he's making the some, whole tone. I get that. And he's making chicken soup out of chicken shit and on some other plays uh, later on in the game, and then making it a lot closer and maybe winning it. Uh, but with these guys, no. Yeah, well, the Packers' defense didn't come to play for that. Basically, the first half. Maybe that was. There were adjustments. They got better. They made it competitive. I expected them to, but I, I picked Minnesota. We both picked Minnesota in this game because um, I even yeah, said I didn't. expect the Packers to start two and three or you know, so they're going to start sluggish. I think. Well, you we're certainly right on for that first one. So, uh, yeah. Um, unless you got anything else, I think that'll. Take care of our week one recap. Yeah, no, I'm looking up. We we talked enough about the Bills and the Rams on on the last yeah. game. Uh, anything about Thursday night's game? Um, or are we going to start just putting Thursday nights into our possible recaps uh, or our best of the week stuff so that way we're not doubling up on the Thursday night game? I think, I think we can do both. I think we can uh, talk well, about what happened. Well, it's, um, kind of, it's kind of silly to ignore it right now. Like, it yeah, happened. Well, my take, and, I'll tell you what my takeaway, and I texted you about it last night. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes had balls minimum that should have been picked last <laughs> night. Minimum. He was lucky. They were getting called back on penalties. They were just getting outright dropped. Guys were cradling them on the turf. Uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I know that And then Herbert throws the pick six that goes the other way, and everyone's, you know, we can pile on Herbert, and then he lands on that dude's helmet and roughs up his ribs. But Patrick Mahomes did not play well. No, he, he he did not. Um, and even with all that, with that big six, total game changer, total momentum changer, yes. Chiefs, are, Chiefs are covering. Chiefs were absolutely covering. Yes. And Herbert is, is yeah, oh, yeah. looking we like a – totally backdoored on that. Oh, my God. Touchdown. And, of course, I get screwed because I had – I had I was playing daily fantasy on that game, and I had DeAndre Carter, who gets away – gets free on that last ball. If he goes into the end zone – on that last dart, I'm in. I'm in the money, and mm. as it ends up, I'm like two points out of the money. Oh, yeah, that, that's so, how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my takeaway is, is Justin Herbert. The fact that he was looking so decrepit and so broken down uh, after those hits, and every time he's having to get pulled up, mm-hmm. and then he had that third down play where uh, he had ten yards of space in front of him where he could have ran for the yeah, first down, and that? instead chooses to throw the weakest, most feeblest ball out of bounds that you've ever seen. And I'm like, yes. oh, this, this and I covers believe in the that bag. Was only, that was only like a third and three. It wasn't like he right. had to even go that far. He could have just run and fallen over. And, and he couldn't even do that. Just, eh, do that. And completely fuck both of us over because that fourth down play, he just lets it rip into the end zone for the backdoor cover. And I'm like, he has the the balls to do one. He had one bullet left on this yeah. game and he decided to pull it out and rip that last touchdown to get that backdoor cover. Yeah. I, I, I admire him. I want to punch him in the fucking nose for doing that, but I admire the guts <laughs> for, for doing that. that game. Yeah. And oh. all, he pulled that, all of a sudden it's fourth down and it's like, well, wait a minute. I feel better. <laughs> I, I I looked for that episode of Nightcore to get that. We got to find clip, that drop. I, it's not on YouTube. I can't find it, but oh. if, if, if somebody might upload it one day, and I'll and I'll try to be right on top of it. But yeah, I got I definitely got to get that that Dan Fielding drop. Yeah, one of the great right, with the yeah. one that we reference all the time. So yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's like the holy grail. It's the one drop missing uh, on this long soundboard we got. All right, so that was the Thursday Nighter. We are just complete shit on night games so far this year. Uh, if not for those, we'd really have a great record. Uh, so ignore us on all the night games, but uh, go to us for all the others because we did a lot better than a lot of people did this week uh, against the spread. And we will get to your week two picks that you're all looking forward to and seeing what we got in store this week. Uh, but first, here is me to tell you how to listen to our podcast and get in touch with us. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast, about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives, or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. And getting you ready for week two after overreaction theater of week one, what what uh, part will that play in our week two picks? How, how do you feel about your week two picks? Got a lot of craziness uh, building off of week one? Turn your mic on, Jay. Sorry, my mic was off. Yeah, there's one – it's a mixed bag. There's one game you can't take anything away from. And, of course, those teams are going to be involved in two other games. You don't know anything about the Niners or the Bears. So it just starts to snowball from there. And do we overreact to the things that we saw? Are the Eagles really going to go from the worst tackling team in football to, to the, from the best tackling team to the worst? After one game, we'll we'll find out. <laughs> you know, it was that bad. I mean, the, they, the Lions had no business getting back into that game. Um, so we'll see. All right, here is our outlook for week two after all of what happened in week one. We will start with the Jets and the Browns. Mm. And the Jets of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're getting off with the, with the, the fire fever. game right here, right off the bat. Uh, the old one, Jets and Joe Flacco, uh, taking on the one and the old Browns and Jacoby Brissett. Uh, 
Cleveland gets their home opener after going to Carolina um, and getting the win over Baker last week. They were six and three at home last year. Jets were only one and seven on the road. Uh, Browns, big six and a half point favorites hosting the Jets. Yeah, this is this is a tricky one because teams that if it looks like it's going to go the way we think it's going to go with the Browns, which is tons of defense and run to win, at least during the Jacoby Brissett era, that tends to keep scores low, right? Pound the unders. That, that, that's a big deal asking the team to, to cover a touchdown when you're already thinking you're looking at a depressed point total. But I'm still going to take Cleveland because I don't trust the Jets' offense to be able to do a whole lot against that Cleveland defense. This will be their home opener. They're 1-0. and you know, Here's a chance for you to go 2-0 and to start the year. And then we can start to hear all the stats about what's the record when teams start 2-0 and and how many of those teams make the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. And I get so sick of that stuff. But I don't think the Jets are very good. Uh, maybe they'd have a puncher's chance if their quarterback was out there, but it, it, their quarterback is Joe Flacco. So I'm going to take the Browns. I'm going to give the points and hope they can build on what, what you spotted as being very smart and what was plainly obvious last week was you know they're going to run to win and play a lot of defense. Very old school the way Cleveland's going to get things done here until Deshaun Watson maybe comes back. You have to do it that way. Your quarterback is yeah, Jacoby no Brissett. They have no choice. And your receivers aren't even that good when uh, Deshaun Watson does get back. So, I mean, what are you going to do unless you're going to uh, convince OBJ to come back to them at the end of the year, which I doubt they're going to be able to do that. Um, the, the kicker beating Baker uh, – just tickled me for some reason last week. All this shit that Baker's talking, I'm going to do this and do that to him, and the kicker beat your ass. Shut up. Go sit down and go away forever. Um, yeah, who would have thunk that? Uh, this is a much easier task for the Cleveland Browns. I don't think the kicker is going to have to beat the New York Jets. I'm still looking forward to them, to that young defense and those draft picks uh, getting better and gelling later in the year maybe, but uh, not right now, not with Joe Flacco uh, in charge. So I will concur and give the almost touchdown and take the Brownies. We both got yep. the Brown fever to start. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, see, either that or take the Jets. You got to do one or the no. other. No. And I can't lock this up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you could. If you took the judge, you could. But uh, No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn, I was hoping to get you there. All right. On to the Fish and the Ravens. Oh, the Baltimore Ravens uh, with all those injuries. Yeah. Here we go with that shit again. Uh, Miami and Baltimore both uh, 1-0, both opening up with victories. Um yeah, Kyle Fuller with an ACL, he's done. Uh, Marlon Humphrey with a groin. Uh, we talked about um, all the other DB issues that they that they've been having uh, again with with Baltimore. Uh, very evenly matched otherwise. Miami nine and eight last year. Baltimore uh, eight and nine, even with all the injuries. Uh, Miami the underdog in this one. Uh, they uh, get three and a hook plus three and a half at Baltimore. Yeah, well, I, all I can tell you is that Ravens pass rush better get home in this game because if Tua's got time and you've got Tyree Kill running around in that depleted secondary, I think it could get ugly. And I'm not big on Tua, and I'm not big on the Dolphins, but I'm not going to be high on a team with no secondary facing even a semi-competent NFL passing offense. 
and now and they're a little bit more dangerous now. That sort of revamped Miami offense. They got Chase Edmonds and Tyree Hill. They've got weapons now for Tua, and they used them last week. They didn't look awful against the Patriots. Uh, dare I say that 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 Baltimore secondary might be worse than what the Patriots were able to put out there. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Miami here to go on the road and get a win. Mm. Uh, you remember this game last uh, season, the Miami uh, hosting Baltimore on Thursday night, week 10, um, that they just blitzed the hell, the holy hell out of Lamar Jackson and uh, pulled off the upset. Of, they were eight-and-a-half-point dogs, and they beat Baltimore 22-10. to 10. Uh, 26 blitzes of Lamar Jackson wow. in that game by the Miami Dolphins. Now, uh, you, if you do, if you're like me and you hear that, uh, which I heard on a, on a podcast this week, uh, my first instinct is to go, okay, well, different uh, regime. That was different coaching staff, and they bring in yeah. Mike McDaniel, and uh, so they might not have the inclination to do anything like that this time, or they might learn from their history um, and, yeah. <laughs> and try to do something like that anyway. Check the tape. <laughs> uh, then I, it, it, it ticked something off in my brain, and I remembered that I meant to talk about this before the season began. They still have the same D coordinator. I've never heard of a new staff, coaching no. staff, coming in and not replacing all of the coordinators. They still have Josh Boyer. Uh, they've retained the Miami Dolphins D coordinator from last year. I don't know why he wouldn't run the same game plan and blitz the hell out of Lamar and, and try to see if you can uh, upset the apple cart and, and make him a little shaky, especially based off of him looking pretty comfortable last week. I, I don't know why they wouldn't do that again. I'm going to concur with you and take Miami and the three and a half points. And I also think they would win the game straight Whoa, up. And so you're saying pound the money line if, <laughs> with the Dolphins this week. Uh, and like you, I don't quite believe in it that much to like lock it up. Because if we're taking an underdog and saying they're going to win, right. you would think that might be locked territory. I'm not no, locking I'm not, I'm not, Miami no, Dolphins. I'm, I'm, no, neither am I. <laughs> yeah. But we both feel similarly that they they could do some damage uh, offensively with the Ravens and all their injury issues, and also uh, Lamar getting uh, blitz would not right. be uh, surprising and, to me. And we would neither one of us would be shocked if Tua has a sub fifty percent completion rate and throws for one hundred and twenty <laughs> yards with four picks. Because he is definitely uh, good for something like that every He's now. He's capable. That's true. Yes, very much so. Uh, speaking of that, Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. Um, against Mitchell Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. There's two more quarterbacks that are capable of uh, issues like that. Uh, New England 0-1 after that ugly uh, opening against the Dolphins. Pittsburgh 1-0 after that shocking comeback and victory over the Bengals. Uh, and this is what the, pe- the public thinks of that. Uh, T.J. Watt will not be a part of the festivities, of course, with his torn pectoral muscle, as you mentioned uh, earlier. Um I don't know if it's because of that or not, but Bill Belichick and the and the Patriots, the, the GOAT coach, is actually a favorite in this game after the way the Patriots look. They are minus two and a half at the Steelers. No, I'm, I'm taking the Steelers here to win. <laughs> I think that this is the all oh, T.J. Watt is hurt line. What would this mm. – so you're telling me that this is a five-and-a-half point swing. T.J. Watt is worth five-and-a-half points because this isn't even the cop-out home team line. This is the – god-awful offense of the New England Patriots going to Pittsburgh, riding high off of that fairly stunning win 
last week. There's still pieces there. I still think that offense is going to be able to move the ball. I'm taking Pittsburgh to win at home. I, the Patriots are bad. I concur. I don't see any way anyone could trust that New England offense against any decent squad. And whatever you think of the Steelers, they're they're decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they're always decent. Yeah, they always they're uh, yeah, I, yeah I, uh, you know they always finish above 500 with Big Ben. Now he's not there, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that spread is two and a half for New England. I, I was I was absolutely yeah. stunned uh, to see that. Um, until that offense shows some life, I I can't take the the Pats, especially as favorites right now. Um, this, if TJ Watt was coming for for Trubisky uh, or for uh, for Mac Jones rather, this might be my lock if if TJ was there. Cause, <laughs> well, if TJ like, was there, I don't think this would be you know Pats minus two and a half. So is he is he on that level of defender I, that he swings point spreads? Because there's very few defenders I think that make that make uh, point spreads move. Like Aaron right. Donald would make a spread move if he wasn't playing for the Rams. Um, so you think Watt is on that level? This line screams to me that someone knows something. Right. Like that's what I'm trying to figure out is why is this spread two and a half? Like, the is there some insider trading going on? You know, mm. like somebody knows something. There's zero. If you look at a line and go, uh, I'm looking at this one a little sideways because I can't for the life of me figure why the Patriots looking as bad and as, as middling, you know, you talk about being mid, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's They're not Patriots. even mid to me. They're underneath. No. Right. At least off, for sure offensively. And their defense is, you know, yeah, no. I'm not on board with the Pats this year. You have them in last place. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go with your boy Mitch. Well, if we're if we're both looking at it sideways and thinking there's insider trading and there's some reason why, well, you, you know what that means. Oh, does that mean we're falling into a trap? Yeah, we're 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 getting trapped here. This is, the, this is the Elvis game of the week. Don't understand it. All right, moving on from there. Uh, Washington, Detroit. We're getting all the terrible games out of the way early. Uh, the Commanders uh, are one and zero. Congrats to them. And the Lions are one one, but one and zero against the spread. Bite them ankles, baby. That's what the Lions. <laughs> Got to love. The Lions haven't covered as a favorite in three seasons. Just just so you know that. They also have probably haven't been a favorite that many times uh, in the last three seasons. But I, I looked at this game and I really I wanted I wanted to take the Lions, but there's two things about the Lions that made me not take them, and neither one of them is Jared Goff. Oh, one they can't stop the run at all. So I, I and I know Jalen Hurts is a different animal, but they don't have they didn't have a good pass. Uh, I mean a good run D last year. And that carried along with them into this year. The Washingtons are uh, smart. I mean, a healthy dose of Antonio Gibson tomorrow. If uh, they're not smart, yeah, maybe the Lions can, can pull this one out. The other reason I don't like the Lions in this game is they also can't rush the passer. So you, you, you can't stop the run and you can't sack the quarterback. You're not going to win. So I'm taking the Washington uh, team Manderskins. 
You called them the Washingtons uh, uh, a yes, second ago. I like that one better, actually. Oh, the, you like Washington the Washington Washingtons. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, Just put a, put a picture of George Washington or a dollar bill on their helmet. They could be the Washington Washingtons. The Washington Washingtons. Because we've run out of crazy names. That's better than That's the commander. Honestly, That's Washington Washington sounds like a side <laughs> character from Good Times. Hey, Washington, Washington, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, he was Bookman's uh, uh, supervisor. Um, the Lions are a slight favorite, by the way. They are a one-point favorite. They're as slight a favorite as you could possibly get. Still um, a favorite. Yeah, they're still a favorite. I um, I agree that you should look uh, sideways with a raised eyebrow at any Lions team being a favorite over anybody. However, they're a favorite over Carson Wentz, so I understand why that would be uh, the issue, although it's Jared Goff. Were these the number one and number two pick in the draft that year? They sure were. Ooh, boy. absolutely were. 2016, number one and number two quarterbacks, and there's a reason why neither one is still with the original team that drafted. Yeah. yeah, Carson went. If I take Washington here, I have to basically be betting that Carson Wentz is going to have two decent games in a row. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry, I, I don't buy that. Um, and and this decent game that he had to win uh, Sunday still had the typical Carson Wentz throws. Like he, he still did. Had he had really a few. He had a few. Throws. They yeah. got down to Jacksonville late in that game and had to come back. And rallied back because it's Jacksonville, and yes. Wentz was able to throw four touchdowns. But I'm not I can't I can't rely on Wentz to keep rallying back. So no, yeah, I'll, he was I'll throwing touchdowns though against some pretty good coverage. Jacksonville's defense wasn't just crap in the bed, leaving guys wide open. Uh, Wentz actually dropped a few dimes, which is shocking. Well, that's that's his thing. He can do that in between. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> left-handed yes. dumbass yeah, end zone throws. Um, I'm down on that Detroit D until they can get that thing shored up. So, hey, we actually get to disagree on their first game. <laughs> that was one. Uh, got, a lot, got a lot more games to go, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Panthers Giants. Uh, oh with Baker <laughs> Baker against Danny Dimes in this one. Uh, yeah. The only one Panthers and the one and O Giants. Uh, who are having some Robinson shortage issues. They'll be missing their starting cornerback, Aaron Robinson, who had an appendectomy, and they'll be missing their wide receiver, Juan Dale Robinson, who had a knee injury. Uh, nonetheless, the Giants are favored. They're the same slight favorite as the Lions. Uh, they are also one-point favorites against the Panthers. I know that they were saying there's a chance that the Giants actually might get Thibodeau for this game. I know he was aiming for it. Have you seen anything? Is he playing? What I was reading was like he's gonna, uh, he's moving closer to trying to play. Yeah. But I don't. Okay. I didn't. Think he's thinking he about thinking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. Which would be yeah. You want to talk about this is the battle of teams that don't do anything well. They should. <laughs> I mean, they've got Christian McCaffrey, and it looks like a rejuvenated Saquon Barkley. Because that's what you'd like to see be the kind of, you know, slug it out matchup in this game. The Giants had absolutely no business beating the Titans. They did get dominated in that game. I'm still going to take the Giants here at home. I don't really like the idea of the Giants being 2-0. and Oh, But, you know, the, the, the Panthers, are, they, they had their revenge game for Baker, and they let him down. They, they, they couldn't win that game and got down big early. 
They, now they got to go on the road. It's a hostile environment. They got to play the Giants. Maybe, maybe Brian Dables onto something. Maybe, maybe you're right that he's going to get a little bit more out of about out of Danny Dimes in his in his walk year and, and make something out of him this year. And getting Saquon Barkley back and healthy is enormous. And I was a little people who are even from a fantasy standpoint or a fan standpoint, if you're the Panthers, had to scratch your head and go, "What the hell are we doing with Christian McCaffrey?" They hardly used him at all. They saving him. It's gonna get probably. hurt. You might as well use him up. <laughs> they probably the are because they've seen him get hurt every year for the last few years. So he yeah, they're probably trying to be careful. He can't get hurt if we don't play him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll take the Giants. <laughs> can't get hurt if you don't take the field. Um, yeah, uh, not only is Saquon huge for the, the Giants if he continues to, to build off his week one, uh, and not only is Dayball using Danny Dimes as sort of a mini project and, and hopefully building on that as well, but I'm going to take the Giants because I think the big balls from Brian Dable to win the game and go for two, I think that should get the guys rallying behind them, playing hard for them, at least for a little while. I don't, I don't know about the whole year. But, like, that team's got to be thinking, like, this is our guy. Like, we're here we go. Yeah. We're about to make a run, and we're about to be a, a real team because our guy's got our back. And he, he'll gamble, he'll go for it, and he believes in us. I think the, there's very few people on the Giants that have had anyone believing in them for a long time, so I think that makes a difference. So Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I, gonna... I, I'm with you because I crapped all over the Eagles and that shitty tackling last week. Do you know who the second-worst tackling team was? The Carolina Panthers. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there, there's a missed tackle stat on that uh, football reference page. I, I, I should look that up. Uh, moving on to the Colts and the Jaguars, Indianapolis, oh, oh, and one. Facing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are just oh and one, which is what they're used to. They don't need the, the other O behind yeah. it. Uh, Colts have uh, some wide receiver issues. Michael Pittman out with a quad injury, their best receiver. That's not Backup good. Receiver. That's not good. Backup receiver Alec Pierce is out with a concussion. Uh, Darius Leonard is still not able to make his season debut uh, coming off of back surgery. Uh, looks like some rain in that forecast. I don't think there's anything uh, anything like what happened in Chicago on the forecast, but uh, that's the one game that looks like is going to have some, some rain in it down there uh, in Jacksonville. Colts are a three-point favorite over the Jaguars. This game troubles me. I'm taking the Colts, but I'm worried because weird things happen down there in Jacksonville sometimes. I think about the Bills going down there, but, do, but that's the Bills doing Bills things. But Weird special teams play, you know, something weird's going to happen in this game. And I was not overly impressed um, with that indie offense last week. I, I know they had to have the big comeback against Houston. Um, well, let's hope they don't have to. Let's hope they don't get down big early and have to come back against Jacksonville. I wouldn't be shocked if the Jags won this game, but I'm taking the team that's got the better track record and the best player on the field and Jonathan Taylor to bounce back and not start the season. Oh, one and one. <laughs> so I'll yeah. take the Colts. Colts went down there themselves last year with Carson Wentz with a chance to get a playoff spot and, and shit the bed. That, uh, oh, that was Trevor Lawrence's one good game. That's right. <laughs> the one time where he went over six yards per, that uh, was Trevor per, Lawrence's per pass entire play. highlight package for the year. He played the whole season. <laughs> Right, but that one game, that's, the, that's all you want to see on his highlight package because everything else was trash. Uh, Doug Peterson and Frank Reich did, getting together to uh, to do battle against each other. 
I'm going to trust the coach with a better quarterback. That would be the Indianapolis Colts and yeah. Matty Ice still at this at this stage. And that's about all I got to say about that game. We're still sitting right. on one, right? Uh, we are. Don't make it yeah. that I have to watch that Washington yeah. Detroit game. All right. We got a ways to go. I want to pay attention uh, but, to that game. Buck Saints uh, should be a good one. Uh, NFC South action, both one and O, coming off of uh, big victories. Um, Boy, I don't know what uh, uh, the uh, the Bucks. I'm sure thought they were going to have a m- much more of a fight on their hands uh, Sunday night against the Cowboys, but uh, they, they wound up being a lot easier than they thought. Uh, and the Saints had to uh, battle the uh, the Falcons, which you said was going to happen because they're always battling each other. Right, but they, I didn't pick it. Right, but but they do always fight each other. Um, and now they fight the other uh, division rival, uh, the Bucks, who they they have Tom Brady's numbers since he's got to Tampa yes. Bay. The Saints uh, very famously. Uh, do very well against Tom Brady. Brady has not beaten the Saints as a Buccaneer. So, of course, the Buccaneers are still favored. They are minus two and a half in the Superdome. Again, this is the, the somebody knows something hmm. about this game because I'm still worried about the space between Tom Brady's ears. He doesn't look right. It looks like he's, he just looks gaunt now and, and, and haunted when he's in these interviews now. I mean, all the pictures that you see, people are like, what's wrong with Tom Brady? Did not play Yellow particularly. Tour. Yeah, did not play particularly well against Dallas. This is definitely a step up in class. The Saints are a much improved team. Yeah, they looked bad in the first three quarters against Atlanta. You know, and hey, they came back and they won the game. Mike Evans is back. Little nicked up. Alvin Kamara. There's a question there, um, but yeah, they, have, they have a rooms. solid backup. So, and. Something about it when a team owns you, like we saw with Belichick in, in Miami, it, like then that becomes a thing. And until the thing isn't a thing anymore, I'm going with the thing. Put that one in quotes. <laughs> I'm taking the Saints. Still the thing isn't a thing. It's still a thing. This, this game last year, Jameis Winston, was this game he got hurt. He was destroying yeah. them. And then they had to, then they brought in Trevor Simeon, who just clung on to dear life until Tom Brady <laughs> finally threw that pick six at the end of the game. But when Jameis got hurt, when he blew out the knee, this game was not competitive. Yeah, they were kicking their ass. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going with that. Um, Buccaneers will have uh, protection issues again as uh, left tackle Donovan Smith has an elbow injury. He's not going to play. Uh, they've got the receiver issue that you talked about uh, with Mike Evans and Julio Jones already a little beat up after that first game. Uh, Chris Godwin pulled his hammy. He's not going to play. Um, so, yeah, it's looking like the Saints should have a, a, a leg up, as they always do on Tom Brady. Uh, but I think both inside offensive lines are going to get worked. I think they're both going to get hammered uh, by the opposing defensive tackles. Um, I think the more poised quarterback wins this game. If it's Jameis, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm going to say Tom breaks the streak finally um, and pulls through. Uh, Tampa Bay weaponry, it might be lacking because of the injuries, but in general, I was uh, I think it was a good look for, for Julio last week to, to look the way he did. He, he almost looked like Atlanta Julio. Like, he had something to prove. Uh, so. he, looked like a, he looked like a slower version of that Julio. Looks like a tight yeah, end. That's a fast ass tight end, boy. Um, he he looked like he looked a hell of a lot better than the Titans. I think we'll agree on that. He looked yeah. like uh, 
looked much better than Tennessee. He looked Julio. like that was... he looked like twenty pounds heavier than when he was with the Falcons too. He looked big. Sure. Yeah, but but he was moving it. He was moving it. He was. Body. He almost made a spectacular catch yeah. uh, on the sideline uh, in that yep. game. Yep, I remember. In the true Julio fashion, just just couldn't right. bail Brady out on that one. Uh, so improved weaponry on both sides, but I'm going to take the 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 go the go quarterback, the the system quarterback um, in this matchup. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but if the, if the game is pulls it out, I wouldn't be surprised on that one. Um, Falcons. Speaking of the Falcons, uh, they go to uh, L.A. in late afternoon action. Uh, they'll go to play the Rams, coming off of that Thursday night opener uh, clunker against the Bills. Um, Atlanta 0-1, and the Rams 0-1. But the Rams, of course, gets a lot more love because they're the Rams and they deserve it. Uh, they are ten and a half point favorites at home against the Falcons. It's a big number. The hook scares me a little bit. I'm still going to take the Rams and give the points. I don't think Matthew Stafford is going to have to worry too much about getting laid on the turf um, like he did against Buffalo. I don't think he's going to be shell shocked. I don't think Falcons are going to travel particularly well. So this is, you know, I don't think this is going to feel like a. I think this might actually feel like a home game for Matthew Stafford. Um, in L.A., which hardly ever happens. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Rams. I think the Falcons will be able to move the ball some and put up some points, but the defense is just so bad. And after getting embarrassed to start the season and then having 10 days to think about it, I I do think the Rams are going to come out and put up a a big number. They're going to cover, but this this has got like 40 to 24, 40 to 27 written all over it. It might still be a, a presence for the Falcons. I don't care what team it is. Every team has some fans that can be heard in SoFi uh, playing against the either team, the Rams or the Chargers. They they don't care. It's L.A. They don't give a fuck. Nobody watches that. football. <laughs> Nobody cares. So the, even I don't know how many Falcons fans will be in that game. Maybe five hundred, a thousand. You'll hear them. You'll still be able to hear the Falcons fans. Uh, they just don't have any kind of home field advantage. Even with all that, I'm I'm concurring and giving the 10.5. Um, I didn't think the Rams were that bad against the, the Buffalo Bills. I know the, the result made it look like they were just complete terrible, but I didn't think they were bad. Again, they were tied at halftime. They, yeah. they, they were trying to compete. I think the Bills are just – I don't know how what team could have beat the Bills on that night, on that Thursday night game. They were – as good about as good a team all around as, as I've yeah. just about a, that I've ever seen in a game in, in a one game setting. Um, it didn't. Punt. I, don't, I don't think they didn't even have to punt. I, I don't think the Rams are that bad uh, against Buffalo. Atlanta, they ain't Buffalo, uh, so we'll concur on that one. It, no locks yet here. Nope, no locks yet. Are we gonna double uh, see, up? again? We might. Seahawks and 49ers in the NFC West action. Uh, Seattle 1-0, didn't deserve it. Broncos are the better team as far as I'm concerned, but they got the win. San Fran 0-1 in that slog fest in Chicago. Don't know what you can make out of that. Uh, Most surprising line of the week to me, even with all of that, uh, 1-0 Seattle is plus 10 at 0-1 San Francisco. My prediction for this game, rain. Guess what, San Francisco? It's going to rain tomorrow. Oh, no. So let's see how well Trey Lance does two weeks in a row in the rain. I know that that field's going to be taken care of better, but if, if, if you know anything about the 49ers at all, 
after watching that game against the Bears, you know a whole hell of a lot more than I do. Also, where they get off being nine-and-a-half-point favorites in this game, too. This line, to me, yes, this is shocking. Um, would, now, would I be shocked if the Niners blow the doors off of the Seahawks? No, the Seahawks are, are crap. They should have gotten their doors blown off by, by Denver. But they showed some they showed some fight, you know. I mean, there was a little heart out there on the field. The defense is just awful. But, you know, Gino was hanging in there and moving the ball around and he had a big smile and, you know, hey, good for Gino. But I, I still – I don't know anything about the Niners. I can't, t- I can't give nine and a half or ten points with a team I still don't know anything about and what that quarterback is going to do. I'm going to take the points. Um, and both teams came out uh, with some serious injuries out of their respective games. Uh, yeah. Jamal Adams, the best defender by a mile, but uh, for the Seahawks is done for the year. He tore his quad. Um, for the 49ers, uh, their running back Eli Mitchell uh, damaged his MCL. I don't know exactly how bad it is, but they put him on the IR. They'll bring him back later the, in the year, but uh, who knows, you know, how effective he'll be at that point. Uh, George Kittle, game time decision, the tight end uh, with his groin injury. He did practice yesterday, so there's a chance that he'll make it out on the field for San Francisco. Uh, they did not put him out there in that crap in Chicago, and I don't blame them at all. No. So smart move out of them. Yeah, two teams that have to find their way back from completely different perspectives. Can Seattle match the intensity from that craziness Monday night? Can San Fran rally from that monsoon in Chicago? I just don't understand giving 10 points with this kid, a quarterback who I think his talent level and potential um, is very high, but he simply has not shown me enough to warrant this spread versus just about any team. And especially against uh, the Seahawks who uh, showed a lot more fight Monday night than, uh, than I thought they would. Um, so I definitely will concur with you and take the points. Um, not saying that Seattle will win, but they don't have to. I, I, I don't. The ten point, I don't understand it. Just don't, I don't I'm, get that one at all. I'm just starting to think that the Niners running backs and Ravens defensive backs must all go to the same doctor or something. Or, or someone's got a voodoo doll of them out there and just keeps sticking yeah. them. I don't know. Does that same problem that the that the Niners had last year and here it is? It's week one and it creeps up again. Yeah, that was actually the uh, fantasy waiver pickup of the of the week. Was everyone Jeff was Wilson. running after Jeff Wilson? Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. Uh, not that he's that great of shakes, but he's he's the guy left standing right now. Uh, the other O O N one team, uh, my my guy Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. Your boy. Uh, speaking, my boy. Speaking of Denver uh, in that crazy Monday night game, uh, they host the Texans. Uh, they came out, uh, I believe, pretty much unscathed from that game, uh, injury-wise. So, uh, Houston and Denver, and hey, we get double digits yet again. By the way, just to spoil for anyone going forward, I was just looking down the list here. This is the second uh, ten-point spread. There's still two more to go later on in the show. Yeah, there are. It's crazy. Uh, Houston Texans plus ten at Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Uh, yeah, so I was talking about uh, a little bit before that I had something nice to say about your boy General Mills. So yep. Tom Brady, right, is when we think about snap to throw, he's elite, right? Sure. 
Last week, 2.19 seconds, snap to throw for Tom Brady. That's insane, right? Yes. Your boy, General Mills, was 2.25. Nice. So if Denver, you know, and Denver's pass rush isn't what it used to be. There's no Von Miller there. So if this right. is what the recipe is going to look like for Houston, which is just get it out, you know, because your offense, their offensive line is bad. Um, so you don't want it really bad. So you don't mm-hmm. want to be put in, in, in spots where you're exposing your quarterback to, to any kind of a rush, even if it's a mediocre rush, uh, you know, and up in there in the altitude. I, I can see this being a fairly high-scoring affair. I don't know how, what Seattle does bouncing back from whatever that was on Monday Night Football. I would expect they go home, they clean some things up, but I don't know if the coach is an asshat yet because he sure looked like one <laughs> on Monday night. And I I think that's enough if if Houston has the right game plan to keep this under 10. I'm taking the points. I'm taking the points a lot this week so far. Can I at least give Nate Hackett credit for coming back the, the next day and admitting that he was wrong? When have you ever heard a head coach come back and say, you know what, on second thought, yeah, we should have kept going. We should have went for it. At least he did that. He, Belichick will never, as long as he lives, <laughs> come out and say, yeah, on second thought, I, I made a bad call there. I should have did the other thing. So at least there's that. I, I definitely have – uh, hope for the uh, for the Broncos because their coach at least figured out that that was a, a bad move after the fact. Now we got to get them on the same page before the fact, uh, but at least he admitted it afterwards. Um, how about hashtag let Davis cook? Hashtag let Mills cook? Does, does that work? Maybe. No? That, no. It's, not, it's not the same ring as let, let Russ cook, I understand. General um, Mills? Yeah. My, my guy, will, will, will the Broncos keep knocking on the door and failing? That's my big thing with them because they were there. <laughs> they kept getting to the end zone and kept oh, yeah. coughing it up. Uh, much the better team on Monday night. I'm sorry, they just were. Um, or w- was that the pressure cooker of that particular Seattle game? See, that's where I'm going with this one. I think that was a special circumstance. I think uh, the, the, the pressure got to the team. I think the pressure may have gotten to Russ a little bit. Um, and I don't think they expected – I know I didn't expect uh, Seattle to boo the hell out of him and, and act like he was a complete yeah. traitor. I mean, he did win a ring with you guys. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what yeah, all that I didn't think was that for, was, but... I didn't think that was too cool. Plus, you, they sh- most of the time – now, we're from Chicago, we, we, we're, but I've been to many situations where a team has lost a player and that player's come back. You cheer the guy before the game, at least. Usually, yeah. Don't trash him. I mean, they know that team stinks. He wasn't going anywhere. But was it, they were going to be a last-place team with Russ. Let him go. Uh, it's true that he was trying like hell to get out of there for for a couple of yeah. years. But well, yeah. it's also true that your organization blows and your coach needs to leave. Right. So, he didn't quit on his team. I mean, it's not like he just no. went out mid-season. You know, yeah. No, I'm with you. That, that, that to me, didn't show a whole lot of class. No. I, that, that was disappointing. That blew him during the game, though. Blew him mercilessly during the game. Right. No, they were booing him before. They were acting like he was just he, a you know, if Houston starts putting it on them, he might be hearing boos two weeks in a row. Well, this, this is true. Um, but I'm taking Denver and I'm giving 10 points, which is a lot. But that's why I'm doing this, because I think they were a better team Monday, even though they lost. 
And I think that circumstance made them more nervous and made them make mistakes when they were right there at the goal line. I think if they get to the to the goal line three, four, five times like they did on Monday against Houston, then I think they're actually going in this time as opposed to Monday. So I'm going to take Russell and the Russell, Russell Wilson and the Broncos and give the ten. Uh, Cardinals play the Raiders out in the desert, uh, Arizona, trying to bounce back from that terrible Chiefs game and the Raiders trying to bounce back from coughing it up against the Chargers. Uh, Arizona still without New Hopkins, serving the second of his uh, six-game suspension. Um, and now Rondell Moore will miss another game with his hamstring injury, so they're still shorthanded on the wide receiver list, but they may get J.J. Watt back on the defensive side from his calf injury. Uh, Cardinals are underdogs here, plus five and a half at Devontae Adams and the Raiders. Uh, one of the things that we did not talk about during the recap, and I'm surprised did not make it to one of our like worst of the week or, or what the fuck moments of the week, was that Cardinals defense Ooh. against the Kansas City Chiefs was all time and not good. Um, whoever decided to schedule the NFC West against the AFC West this year, Arizona, you get that four times this year. Good luck. Uh, because you're going to get them all. You're going to get the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos. Ooh, boy. Arizona might start going, like, all-time bad defense this year. They had nothing to, in that game. They had nothing offensively. They had nothing defensively. They were straight hot garbage for the whole game. I'm locking the Raiders up big time this week. Raiders squish. Wow. Minus five and a half and locking them down. Um, I will actually talk about um, what the uh, Cardinals were trying to do defensively, but I'm not even going to reference that as it pertains to this game. I'm actually going to talk about it uh, for a later game. Um, yeah, they were trying against the Chiefs and failing miserably. It's not like they, were, they weren't trying. They were trying something. They just were doing it badly. Bad? You can try. Everybody tries. They're just bad at it. Um, so, yeah, but not, it's bad enough that the Cardinals will get the uh, AFC West four times, but they start them off with these first two while DeAndre Hopkins is under suspension and while Rondell Moore yeah. is still hurt. And, uh, yeah, the exact same situation as, as last week is I'm going to take the team against the Cardinals because the Cardinals are trying to fight this firefight and they don't have the weaponry. They just don't have the weapons to hang in there. Uh, they didn't have it to hang in there with the Chiefs. They don't have it to hang in there uh, against the, the Raiders. The Raiders aren't the Chiefs. I understand that. But uh, the Cards still just aren't equipped to, to battle them. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm not going to lock it. But I'm going to concur. We're not going to have the same lock. So that's oh, okay. something. I'll tell you what, the um, Raiders I, might look like the Chiefs this week <laughs> against that defense. Uh, I will concur and give the five and a half. Cincinnati and Dallas uh, was looking like a real nice late afternoon game last week, and now it doesn't because Cooper Rush is the quarterback for the Cowboys and not Dak Prescott. Uh, and the Bengals, 0-1, probably a little salty, coming off of finding a way to lose that game to the Steelers. Uh, so with the quarterback change in Dallas and the Bengals maybe looking a little riled up. They are a big favorite down in Jerry world. Bengals are minus seven and a half at the Cowboys. Let's just love these hooks. Cause man, it doesn't take much to screw you on these, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give the big points, take the Bengals. They need the big bounce back. The, 
the only my only worry about this game is that the Cowboys kind of just ugly it up, you know. But they tried they did that last week, but in a different way. And if that's what they bring to the field against the uh, you know defending AFC champions, who should be a little butthurt after losing that game in, in Pittsburgh and looking to take out a little bit of that frustration, I wouldn't want to be. Uh, Mike McCarthy or, or, or Dan Quinn or whoever the hell, you know, Kellen Moore, whoever's trying to coach that, come on, guys. Oh, God. How do you even <laughs> give a rousing speech before that game? They're going to get destroyed. Give me the Bengals. Did you hear your favorite coach, uh, Mike McCarthy, criticize oh. Kellen Moore and saying we got a coach smarter? Man, that's hot, uh... hot meat kettle. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, did you just say your coach needs to be smarter? You? Did you just think, really? Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's a, that's a lack uh, of self-awareness right there. Which is kind of his hallmark, isn't it? That's, that's kind of what Mike McCarthy does is be unaware. So, back with the broken thumb, uh, Michael Gallup is not going to play with a knee injury. Uh, still no Tyron Smith protecting the blind side with his hammy. Uh, things not looking good for the Cowboys at all. Second home game in a row. Uh, can Cincinnati's D dominate Cooper Rush, or are they vulnerable? They looked a little tired against the Steelers. They kept uh, trying to hold them down, but the Bengals' offense kept turning it over and kept giving the uh, Steelers chances. And, and the Bengals, you know, there's only so much you can do. If you keep going out there uh, and yep. getting bad field position, uh, eventually you're going to give up yardage and give up points. Well, you can't be on the field all the time like that. But Joe Burrow throw five picks. Yeah, four four interceptions yeah. Uh, and a fumble. And a fumble. Four picks and a fumble. In a game they still should have won. <laughs> and still very easily should have won. Uh, Bengals still can't protect at all. So the Dallas defense will put the O in some good field position, even if it's Cooper Rush. I'll take the points. I'll take the hook. Okay. Uh, All right. Not that Dallas will, will win, but uh, I'll take the seven and a half. I I, I, I hate that Bengals, uh, the, the fact that they can't protect Joe Burrow because he looks like he could be like a really, really special player. Uh, but God, yeah. you got to give him some time. You got to give him some He got his team to the Super Bowl pretty much by himself. Yeah. Uh, getting and him sacked won, along the and, way. And almost won the Super Bowl by himself. Yeah getting thrown down multiple times in the playoffs and still yeah. getting up and winning games. All right. From there, it's time to pick night football. That's our bane so far this through is, week this is one. Sort of our, our, our bugaboo. It is. We got one Sunday night and a doubleheader on Monday. The Sunday nighter is the oldest rivalry in the league, Bears-Packers. Bears feeling good, sliding through the mud and the water to beat the Niners. Packers not feeling so good, dropping touchdowns and losing to the Vikings. So, of course, that makes perfect sense. Another 10-point spread. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, 10-point favorites over Justin Fields yeah. and the Bears. I mean, I saw, I saw enough of the arrow starting to point up later in that Minnesota game for the Packers where I don't know anything about the Bears. Right? I, I just don't know. I don't expect them to be good. Yeah, they, they beat the Niners – but I don't expect cover zero defense multiple times up and down the field from the Packers. Uh, Justin Jefferson ain't walking through that door. Uh, oh, I wish he way, was. You know, 
<laughs> they probably passed up on it too. Um, you know, all that being said, though, I'm taking the points. I think Ooh. this could get at the number. This feels pushy to me. I this feels twenty. 4, 14, 27, 17. I'm, I'm, I'm on the under on this game, um, I believe. I, I, 20 to 13, 20 to 10. It's going to be low. I think the defense is going to clean it up for the Packers. I still think that the offense for the Packers is going to kind of be fits and starts. They need to just start relying and seeing how much they can get with that dual backfield set and, and just pound Aaron Jones and, and AJ Dillon in there. And just I, I, be nice if they had a reliable third option that they could spell those two with. Cause I think you're going to see a lot of those swing passes out of the backfield, but I'm, I'm taking the number. I don't feel great about it. Cause, cause we know that Aaron Rodgers, you know, is the bears owner. Um, yeah. But I think the, I'm taking. I'm going with a smart play here, though. Not necessarily the play that. I, you know, this one's tough to me. It's a, whoever set that line. What would this line be if the Packers looked like the Packers last week? This could be ugly territory for the line. So, I'm still going to take the Bears though, and not feel very good about it. Well, if they kept Devontae Adams, I'm sure this is 14. Yeah, this might be 16. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, it's not the frozen tundra at this time of the year. It's a very pleasant tundra, so they don't even have that advantage going for you. I, I'm, I'm a Bears fan. I'm sorry. I'm, of course, I'm taking the points. I'm going to take everything I say about this game with a grain of salt because I'm a Bears fan. I'm definitely taking those points. And if they pull out a win, I wouldn't be surprised because I don't see a reason to trust any of the Packers' targets yet, although Alan Lazard is – uh, possibly going to make his debut uh, in this game this week. Uh, but even with that, I'm still taking the points. All right, the Monday night doubleheader, double play Monday, starting first at 7.15 Eastern, 6.15 Central, with the Titans and Bills, Tennessee on one coming off the Giants loss, and Buffalo 1-0 coming off the season opener last Thursday. They get an extra long uh, rest period. They don't have to come back until the Monday night the next week. So that's uh, 10 long days for them. Uh, and there's your last 10 point spread of the week. Titans plus 10 at the yeah. Bills. I am more interested in what the Bills look like in this game than I was in the last game. Because it's not so much what Bills team shows up like the team that showed up and destroyed the defending world champs. It's what Bills team shows up and destroy and what do they do with a team that they should destroy because everything about this matchup says bills 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 but i'm taking the points because i think there is a letdown i do think this team gets bored and if they are going to take that next step and prove me wrong because i've got them winning the super bowl this is a team they should just absolutely destroy although i will say in the titans favor they do need to pound a lot of Derrick Henry in this game because if there is one small weakness in that Buffalo Bills team, it's their run D. You can run on them. You might as well have the best be the hammer and go and just try to keep that thing close um, because if that becomes that Bills pass rush, uh, it's the Taddy show. Ooh, oh, boy. <sighs> then this goes this goes upside down real quick for the Titans. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the points. I think that Mike Vrabel's smart enough to run on them. I seem to remember them going and beating the bills a season or two ago in a spot. They had no business competing in that game either. 
So some you know maybe a little muscle memory here intact. So Titans uh, Titans will fight, but they'll lose. Now you thought about Derrick Henry. That's how they have been doing it against the uh, the Bills. That's how they've yeah. been beating them. Um, yeah, that, I think I'm. The Bills have. I think I'm remembering two different games. Uh, one game where they were like six and a half point dogs. The uh, Tennessee was at home, and and won straight up because they were like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Um, <laughs> like maybe two or three years ago, and then there was a different game. Um, where during the COVID season, where it wound up being the Tuesday night edition of Monday night football or something like that, and uh, and the Titans uh, won that game at home as well over the Bills, and I would I def I don't think they were six and a half yeah. point underdogs in that one. I think that's a different game, uh, but I definitely remember that game because I was watching that from the comfort of the cabin that uh, my wife and I were renting over in the ah. in the Smoky Mountains. Um, okay, so that was that was a fun game to watch. Uh, yeah, the way the Titans have been winning. Uh, grinding it out, winning ugly, and uh, Derrick Henry down your throat, nothing you can do about it. Um, by the way, injury uh, news in this game, both teams got some some dings to them. Uh, the backup running back, Dontrell Hilliard, uh, and the uh, starting cornerback, Christian Fulton, for the Titans, both hamstrung. Uh, I don't expect uh, to see either one of them playing in that game. Um, for the Bills, uh, Ed Oliver, uh, the big defensive end, was part of that uh, defensive line rotation that was smashing the uh, the Rams. He sprained his ankle in that game. He's not going to play. Um, and Gabriel Davis, the wide receiver, has an ankle injury, but he looks like he's going to play through that. But, yeah, uh, the way Tennessee beats Buffalo, the way the Titans have been handling the Bills, they, they bully them. They, they kick their ass the last couple of years. Um, this is the stat that I was uh, looking at. Uh, where you were mentioning about, and, and not just you, but a lot of people were talking about how impressive the Bills were against the Rams, uh, terrorizing Matthew Stafford and doing what they were doing without having the blitz, without uh, just using their uh, D-line to, to, to get after them, as opposed to what the Arizona Cardinals were trying to do with Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and I love looking at these little sort of next-gen stats from uh, Pro Football Reference. The leading blitzing team in week one, the team that blitzed the most was the Cardinals. They blitzed Pat Mahomes 24 times, and they wound up getting 24 pressures in that game. As opposed to the Buffalo Bills, who was widely thought to not have blitzed uh, L.A. at all, they blitzed once, according to Pro Football Records. One blitz, 15 pressures in that game of Matthew Stafford from blitzing once. One blitz. One blitz. (laughs) 15 pressures. So this is what Buffalo has been doing uh, leading up to this season where they look so great, and they know Tennessee bullies and dominates them, which will motivate the Buffalo Bills. And I think we've seen what happens when the Buffalo Bills are motivated. I'm giving Austin, and I'm locking the Bills down. Wow. Yeah, the Titans have won the last two against the Bills uh, as as home dogs both times. One of them was not close. Yeah, yeah, kick their ass. That's what they yeah, do. 40, 42 to 16 uh, two seasons ago and 34-31 last year. So, mm. wow. Okay. And a lot of running. And they ran out of them. A lot, lot of running, yes. So, uh, And the other Monday night game uh, starting at 8.30 Eastern is Vikings-Eagles. Uh, Justin Jefferson going to the team that should have drafted him. Uh, both 1-0. and oh. Vikings two-and-a-half point dogs at the Eagles. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles here as the home dog. Um, th- th- that offense looked really good 
in the first game. I like how much they've got with the running attack. I mean, with Hertz and then multiple running backs and then AJ Brown fit right in. Um, I liked what Kirk Cousins was doing, but going to Philly, that, that, that's a big ask uh, for, you know, a new look offense and a new look team. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Eagles here uh, to win at home. All right, yeah, they're definitely not home dogs. Philly is the uh, the favorite, uh, minus two and a oh, half. Oh, okay, what was I looking at? Well, I'll still give the two and a half. I thought they were home okay. I will uh, take Minnesota as the road team. I'll take the points, and I'll take Minnesota to win that game. Uh, Philadelphia is still not getting pressure. They, they got your boy Red Stripe, but they still don't know how to, to get any pressure. So I'll, I will take Kirk Cousins and the Vikings uh, in that one. All right. We, of course, got that last pick in with 30 seconds to go. That, that was my fault. Perfect. I rambled on a little bit during that Buffalo pick. But no, I, I did want to – I did want to get that in about the they, – they don't have to blitz to, to bring any pressure on anybody. They're just rushing their four and, and just saying, you stop us, and, and we'll, we'll do whatever we want to do up front. And you, if you stop us, that's fine. we got seven other defenders back here. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm highly I'm, – I think that's my week one overreaction theater is locking the Buffalo Bills against a team that clearly knows how to play them and, and beat them um, and plays them very tough. Um, and I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm taking the ten points. I'm, I'm giving the ten points actually, um, and I'm taking the Buffalo Bills because that's how impressive right. you were that impressed against the Rams. I, I was. I really was. That's, I, I, and that's why I picked against them because <laughs> the Bills have to prove to me that they are not the team that's capable of the highest highs and the lowest lows. And, but we talked about that schedule. Like they really can't get too low because that first half is is killer. But this looks like a soft spot, and we'll see. We'll see because maybe but, down a, maybe they've got the memory of being beat by these two by this team. That, two that's years what in I'm a saying. Is, you know, I don't think this is a down spot for them because they know what Tennessee has been doing to them, and I think they're ready to sort of step up and say, "Okay, right. fuck you guys. This is what we're about to do, and we're I, just going to step all over." This is my this is my Super Bowl team. I would not be shocked. Sure. But there's not there's a part of me also that's that knows that Bills team that just kind of lollygags around for a little while and then turns it on in the fourth quarter and pulls out a late win. I've got a weird feeling that this is going to be one of those where they're going to pull it out at the end, you know, and it's going to be, you know, a, a late touchdown or a late field goal, something. It's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. That's why I took the ten. If it's a blowout, I won't be shocked. Well, we both got uh, reason to watch those two Monday night games. I guess we'll be doing a, a, some channel flipping. Uh, uh, yeah, interesting that we're doing two this week. Yeah, this is the only time this this year that they're doing that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be a trend going forward, but they they decided to try the, the Monday night doubleheader uh, this year. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, we ended up just finally disagreeing on some games there. So that was that. I'm going to say five. Yeah, we we had a few at the end, but we were definitely kumbaya in, in that opening, uh, in that in that first yeah. block. The, noon, the noon slate's pretty pretty yes. boring, uh, and the games too are, are pretty boring. There's some shit games in that in that schedule. Uh, yes. All right, we disagreed on. Uh, that, that those two Monday nights uh, ran into six actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. That's a that was good. I'm feeling. Yeah. 
excited this year because I'm watching football again. It feels good. I'm much uh, more so, invested this year. So how did, how did everything work out in your uh, daily fantasy last week? Terrible. <laughs> uh, I won $3 among all of my entries uh, last week. So I, I'm still not down what I should be down from expecting to be down a few dollars every week. So, with you know, I was up to start the week, and now I've got a whole bunch of entries this week. Um, I, I've got my, my – I'm doing one $5 lineup every week, and then as I like to, I'm doing $1 games um, where I'm just doing them in, in showdown mode where it's just you're just picking the players from that one game. And that's why I was talking about that game on Thursday night where if uh, – DeAndre Carter had actually gotten into the end zone. I, all of a sudden, yeah. I go from, I mean, I was right there. I think I was two points out of the money, and that would have been seven, eight points more for me. So I would have been above. I probably would have won. That was a dollar game, so I might have won two bucks, you know. But still. Better than uh, nothing. It def- always better than yeah. nothing. So Absolutely. Give you my... Uh, give you my lineup here for for this week um see if we can improve because last week yeah that 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 five dollar team i had did did not do well that's the best way i can say (laughs) it wasn't i didn't think i had you know it always looks good on paper doesn't it sure you oh you always go in thinking all right i got the squad here here we go this is the week so uh well i told you i locked up the raiders so it should be no shock to you that Derek Carr uh, is my quarterback at, at 6,200, which I thought was a value. Um, you know, again, knowing that you have nine players to get for 50,000, 6,200 puts him just above average dollars, where, again, your top players are all going for somewhere around 10,000. So keep that in mind. Um, right. Two running backs this week, uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh piling onto that Lions awful pass uh run D I mean. Uh you're he was sixty two hundred. You what? You're big on him. I remember you uh, mentioned him, him in, in, your, in your pick. Yeah, sixty two hundred. I'm on him. Uh I went I spent another six thousand for my other running back. I went with Cordero Patterson. Someone's gotta get the points for the Falcons. Sure. So we'll see if it can be him. Uh my run my wide receivers this week. It's not as uh it, it last week it was a little more, you know, just like guys, because I spent so much on the two running backs, and that's really what let me down was Mixon and Taylor did not produce at what I paid for them. Right. Uh, they produced. But they just right, produce they definitely produced. That, right, they didn't produce at that pay level. Uh, my most expensive player this week, though, $8,600, is Devontae Adams against that sure. Arizona against that Arizona secondary. Uh, I'm not done with Raiders, don't worry. Um <laughs> So I, I threw money on him. Uh, my second wide receiver, 4,300, is Zay Jones. There's a deep cut. Nice. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, you got to go for the, some of those guys. Uh, Zay Jones from the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Tre- Trevor Lawrence was throwing it to him. So if he can get into the end zone, score some points, I'll take it. Um and my third wide receiver, boy, talk about giving us reasons to watch Washington, Detroit, other than the fact that we argue on it. I've got Amon Ross St. Brown oh. at 6,500. So, yay me. 
Uh, my tight end's Darren Waller. <laughs> you said you weren't doing through the Raiders. I am loaded up on Raiders uh, Cardinals tomorrow, so that's going to be the game for me. Uh, my flex, $4,400. I saw value, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's mm. – Jacoby Brissett likes this guy. For whatever reason, he throws a ton of balls his way. Not too many players out there running routes. You know, it's going to be a lot of Nick Chubb and and, and Kareem Hunt. Um, so we'll see. And then my defense tomorrow, I only spent 2200 on my defense. It's I took the Bengals. Yeah, and sometimes you can skimp on defense if you like the, uh, the opponent. I need more than the two points uh, that the <laughs> Bengals scored last. I didn't have the Bengals defense last week. I had the Jags defense, who actually got me like six points. I, that wasn't terrible because um, they were one of the lowest dollar value defenses. And I'll tell you, when I was scanning through, looking at the numbers, six wasn't bad <laughs> for last right. week. I mean, obviously, anybody who scored on the Bills or the Rams or the Steelers uh, yeah. with all the, right? I mean, the Steelers were the play. But I, I was anybody looking at the Steelers' defense and going, yeah, they're playing Joe Burrow. I'm loading up on some of that. No, and that's why, that's, why, yeah. that's why they play the games. The people who won a lot of money did. Yeah. So I'm loading up on the Bengals. There were not many low-price options. So that's a, it's a kind of a spread-out play for me this week. We'll see how this team does. I just hope it does better than I did last week because was, it was bad. Yeah. yeah. Daily fantasy can, can drive you crazy. Uh, that's why I pretty much stick to the, the free contests. And if I – Get lucky and get in the money there, then great. But otherwise, I'm pretty much just playing for 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 the fun of it. So, um, including all the money I have in this week, I have sixteen dollars in this week. I'm down seven bucks. So to me, so good. I've got a whole lot of one dollar plays this week. So I'm, you know, you just want one of those to pop for like twenty, and then you're like, oh, oh, okay, right. Yeah, I, I get it. I understand. Uh, as far as my fantasy team goes, you were uh, right to say that with that start to the season from Josh Allen that I should absolutely dominate and, and win the game and uh, shouldn't have too much trouble. Uh, the funny part about it is I had a couple of real dead spots in my lineup and still uh, dominated the game and actually had more points than any other team in the league this week. So okay. uh, that I did that with Mike Williams giving me a two. Because he had uh, two catches for ten yards in, in the game Sunday, he made up for it Thursday night, of course. He did. Um, and then at tight end, of course, I had the uh, the deactivation of George Kittle before the game, so I uh, put my money where my mouth was, and I was talking up that Isaiah Likely kid for Baltimore, and I went and picked him up to put put in at oh, tight end, and he had he zero. Did, did he did he play? I mean, he was out there, but he didn't he do anything. There. He was targeted like four times. He didn't catch anything. So. At a zero so there. they were trying. Like, I, yeah, they were trying, but it didn't work out. I had the same as if I would have started George Kittle uh, at that spot, and I still uh, put up 134 points because of Allen and Jerry Judy and Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb and, and Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and those guys. So I, needless to say, I'm pretty excited about my team this year because it looks like it's pretty loaded. That's good. Well, yeah, when you get to – I told you when you got Josh Allen in the third round that that was <laughs> – Highway robbery. 
and then I've already started out Thursday night for week two with uh, Clyde and, and Mike Williams having pretty big performances. So I'm feeling good about this week too. Yeah. Um, but I'm, so, and, and, I'm, and you've got Josh Allen on Monday night. Yeah, I've got Josh Allen again. I, I'm now, playing, are you starting the Bills defense? No, I was just about – that's exactly what I was about to talk about. I'm playing with fire again with the uh, D because I'm not using – But I, once again, I'm looking at Joe Flacco and the Jets, and I'm saying, who is he playing against? I want them. So I went out again and picked up the uh, the Jet opponent for defense, which this week would be the um, uh, Cleveland Browns. And uh, so I'm oh, starting well, Cleveland instead of – Wait a minute. The Cleveland Browns were on the waiver wire. They were. You're going to win this league. <laughs> if you don't win this league. Oh, man. <laughs> my God. It, well, it's defenses. You know, most defenses are not going to, you know. But you're going to have to. Well, I know they don't allow a lot of points. Maybe they don't score a lot either. Um, oh. so maybe they're not one of the. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if I can go back and see last year's uh, rankings for for defenses. Oh, like points wise. Right. I know. I yeah. I know they don't allow a lot, but as far as like scoring defenses, I don't I don't know how high they were. Um, let's see draft overview. No, that's not it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find that, but well, yeah, the the Browns uh, D was out there for anyone to pick up, and and I, and I picked them up, and I still got the Bills defense, which is the first defense off the board, but I'm still haven't used them yet because again, that first half of the season is pretty killer for them. Second half, wow. I'll be all over. All right. Uh, that I I I'm stunned. That that's a draftable defense. Mm, yeah, I, I would I would have thought so, I, I, I guess, but it's still defense, so it's, not, it's still not a priority for a lot. It's, all, it's almost like kickers. No, I know. I'm sure there's plenty I, of great kickers still out there, too. I'm old school like you. I preferred IDP. I thought that really was fantasy. The, this defensive team stuff is not to me. I will say something I like about um, the scoring. Maybe it's gone this way, the way you play, but like when I when I play on DraftKings, if you give up a lot of points, you you're not going to have a great defense. Even I mean, yeah, you're going to get points from picks and you do all of those things, but you start. But if you give going, up thirty, you're you're going to be in. A, yeah, be you in start trouble. dropping as you start giving up more points. So that definitely takes away from you know things. And if you're a defense that's just really bad and doesn't turn the other team over at all. Yeah, you're putting up some zeros. The Cleveland Browns defense last year, for fantasy purposes, scored 106 points. That was uh, seventh worst of all teams. Wow, that's uh, in, shocking. In fantasy football, the leader okay. for for so perspective, the paper. leading. <laughs> yes, uh, if you're not getting a lot of sacks or picks, uh, then you're not going to score very high. For perspective. The leading scoring defense last year were the Cowboys with 185 points. Who stunk. Who, who gave up a shit ton of points and yards, but, but they jumped a lot of off. balls and got a lot of interceptions. Yeah. Oh, fantasy D. So you want to bet that, 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 that seems sort of the antithesis of what you would like. You don't draft a bad quarterback because he puts up, you know what I mean? Sometimes you do if you. Uh, no, I, I mean, if he's bad. Like, he's bad well, at football. Like, the Cowboys' defense was not good, but 
they turn the people over. So I guess that yeah, that's why it's fantasy. It's not real. Exactly. But yeah, and so okay. and you take a you definitely take chances on quarterbacks if they give you the points, even if they're throwing a lot of interceptions and, and fumbling a lot. If they're still making the, the the plays on the other end to give you the points back, then you, yeah, you you take chances on some of those guys. I draft James right. Winston at the end of the draft because he gives you points on the uh, on the offensive end, even though he's going to give them back to you uh, uh, throwing interceptions and stuff. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's, it's going to be fun tomorrow. I'm, I'm I'm off work. It'll be uh, be fun day. I'm excited. Football party. I like the new format. Yeah, I think it went well. You know, got some hiccups in there. I got a. a write my notes clearer so I know what, exactly what I'm trying to reference. Um, but, <laughs> hey, I had stats tonight. And you had stats. You had you did some research. You came prepared. I've got time. Yeah. I'm home. I'm, I'm home. I can, I can, you know, a lot of times stats aren't, I'm looking for stats. Stats are, I need stats to tell me I saw what I saw. Does that make sense? Sure. I don't just go like, oh, look at that stat. Well, if the stat does, you know, the stat doesn't mean anything if it does if it had no correlation on the game. I'm not going into the offensive like, oh, look, the offensive tackle for this team play. He great. He was the second graded player in football. Well, yeah, they gave up, you know, but the team gave up eight sacks. <laughs> but he held up, so I'm taking them. No, I. I but there are things out there that I thought that that thing with the quarterbacks in preseason, that was more of a hunch on my part. Like I want to see who played in the preseason. And then I looked at the list and it was just like, win, win, win. I was like, Oh my God. I'm, 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 I'm looking at that next year. I know you got your coach corollary. I'd be really curious to see what starters play and play well. Because there were some starters who played that played bad, and guess what? They lost. <laughs> no, that, that's all. That's all I, I did with you know looking up the coaches. Which I had a hunch, and I said, you know what? Yeah. These coaches that, that have programs that are established, and, and the players come in and know what to expect and know how to train. I wonder, do those guys start off the season better than some of these new guys that just got there? You know, two years ago, three years ago. And oh yeah, yeah, the guys that that have programs and they're established, yeah, they, uh, you know, it's not a perfect stack because, you know, like I point out, there are some coaches that don't seem to get their guys ready very well. Like Mike Tomlin is sort of hit or miss, and a couple of those other veteran coaches. But most of you know Andy Reid and John Harbaugh and, and usually Belichick, you know, before Brady left, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they get their guys ready to go week one. They're they're right. They're right there and right, and that's I like I like that a lot. There's a that's a sort of a hidden uh, edge. That's something that you can. If I had to put money on the fucking Ravens last week, uh, I'd have really man. I'd have I'd have cleaned up. Um, I didn't do it. Maybe I'll do it next year. But and and that was apparently that's the time to do it on the Ravens because any time after that you're in trouble because they start breaking down and getting hurt. Oh. <laughs> well, who who was that? We were. Both on somebody. Oh, we were both on the Dolphins, yeah. Oh, over yeah, over the the Patriots because oh god, that offense. Oh, I, I can't believe they're favorite. This really week. interesting. Well, I tell you what, Miami's plus one sixty on the money line. Oh, against the against the, the Ravens, yeah. Against the uh, Ravens. You, you trying to you trying to tempt me? You trying to tell me? Trying something? to get you? Well, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm starting to my hands starting to itch. I'm, I'm, 
Maybe I should make a deposit. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these money money line teams. Oh my God, the Falcons are plus four hundred tomorrow. Ooh. Well, Seattle's plus three fifty. Okay, people must. There's some Niners. Would you touch Niners minus four fifty with a ten foot pole? (laughs) Not a chance. That is mind boggling. Again, Trey Lance has a bright future, but he's got to show me. He hasn't he hasn't showed yes. me yet. He's, he's not That's there exactly yet. Exactly right. This is the show me game. Yeah, this this is show me season for him because now you got Jimmy back there waiting in the wings. You got Garoppolo back. So how long is the leash? I, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if if, if Shanahan's going to do that. Like that would be uh, that would be kind of cold. That'd be like a Godfather uh, sniper, you know, take him out back type move. Like if you. You gave this kid the, the keys to the car, and uh, you might take it back after eight weeks. Whew, that's, that's rough. Because you know you do that, it's, it's, that's it. Your, your Trey Lance is finished. You, you can't go back to him after that. You can't keep bouncing back and forth like that. So Right. I, I don't <laughs> Only know. Shanahan I don't... knows. Yeah, that, that that's a tough one. I mean, but let's see here. They got the Seahawks this week, then at Denver. Oof. Then the Rams. Oh, boy. At Carolina, at Atlanta. Okay, maybe a couple of get-right situations there, right? Maybe. Yeah, well, wait, week seven, eight, and ten. So there's a buy-in there in week nine. So here are the two <laughs> games Here are the two <laughs> games they play leading up to the buy, Chiefs and Rams. Oh. Coming out of the buy, Chargers. Oh. Ooh, that, that is killer schedule. At Arizona, but that'll be with DeAndre Hopkins back, so maybe Arizona right. is a little better by then. Saints, Dolphins, Bucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, with, with it, basically a rookie quarterback. As far as I'm concerned, he's a rookie quarterback. Right. That's rough. That'd be it. So, yeah, either commit to him and say yeah. he's going to go through growing pains and we're going to stick with him. Uh, or, yeah, he's got to look and watch his back. And I don't know what Shanahan's thinking. I don't know if he's going to, to get that hook and, and eventually pull him off or not. But yeah. that schedule makes it seem like he's not going to have a whole lot of success this year no matter what. Jimmy G, Jimmy G plays some this year. You, you don't sign a backup to that. Or they trade him. But you don't sign a backup to that kind of money if you have what you've got to figure would be playoff aspirations. Right, if that's the other of part sudden, of it is. If you get to the bye week and you are well, one, two, three, and five, if they're lucky. Right, is Shanahan going to feel I, that pressure to make this move just because yeah. you're supposed to be looking for a playoff spot? Right, and I'm giving them wins at Carolina and at Atlanta. They could lose which, either one of those games. Which, if you can lose to Justin Fields and the Bears, you can lose to anybody. Right. You could, yeah, you could go to Carolina and, 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 you know, if McCaffrey's still healthy by week five and he, you know, or you go to Atlanta and that offense just does its weird things or something strange happens, they they could easily split those two and then just lose to the good teams and be two and six at the break. Mm. That's, that sounds like a change to me. It, it very well. My, I, I really don't know how Shanahan's going to handle that. That's it's it's a, it's a big mystery yeah. cause, and I'm calculating uh, this one. Uh, tomorrow is a win. If they lose to Seattle, 
Oh, boy. Because mm. mm. <laughs> then you're going to Denver. Oh, man. Are you it, looking it, at 3 0 4? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Oh, and yeah, maybe. And, you know, never know. That's why they play every game. You can't predict these things out. Yeah, if we could, we'd be well over 500. We'd be even far. (laughs) Hey, 500 500 is a feat. It is. Man, a lot of people last week, a lot of so-called experts, nowhere near 500. Plus plus 350 for the Seahawks. There you go. Hey, somebody out there is doing it, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah. The one thing that's saving me is I can play DraftKings in Wisconsin, but I cannot do a sports book. Really? Oh, they don't—they don't, they don't yeah, have don't, that yet. We don't have the online sports book. Otherwise, I'd, I'd be probably putting twenty bucks on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's twenty to win seventy. That—that's that, got to be coming soon. Like every, pretty much every yeah. state's got it at this point. It's well, when you look on the things for like DraftKings or MGM, BetMGM or whatever it is, it's about half the states have it. You have okay. It. Yeah, we definitely have it. And please gamble responsibly. I, that's why I'm, that's why I don't sports bet. That's why this fantasy thing for me, even this year, is new. It's like, oh, my God, I've actually got a few dollars on this. But I'll tell you what, it's exciting. Sure, it's always exciting to have a you know, little skin in the yeah. game. But when, I'm, when I mean, but when I'm gambling on these inter-game, like, okay, now last year, last week, obviously, that $5 entry put me in the million-dollar week. Um, but there were over, it was like 1.2 million people in that field. Which is just crazy, right? So is that so? That's every did did, did somebody win a million dollars last week? Is that every week? Uh, yes, somebody won a million dollars last week. They're giving away a million dollars every single week to somebody. They're giving away way more than that. Well, I'm saying one person wins a million dollars every week. One person, yeah. There are million dollar contests all over there. I didn't enter the million dollar contest this week because it's twenty bucks. So the five dollar the five dollar pool I'm in this week the top price is ten thousand. That's I'll, I'll take only, that too. Only, <laughs> only a mere only ten thousand. But last so last week I had a five dollar entry. I was up against one point two million people. Yeah. This week I have a five dollar entry. I'm up against twenty four thousand people. Which will be double by the time they kick off tomorrow. No, no, that's the limit. Oh, okay. okay. That's the cap. Okay. So you figure the way this works. So DraftKings, that's twenty-four thousand. That's five dollars an entry. They make one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, right? Right. They pay out a hundred thousand of that. So they're basically keeping twenty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's the way they do it. Oh, every, but I'm in everyone's got a I'm got in, a juice. Right. I'm in a much smaller pool, and then all these other ones I'm in, I'm in these one dollar. Like one of the one dollar ones I'm in only has eleven hundred people in it, you know. But the top prize is a hundred. Right. <laughs> so, right. so they they got you in uh, last week on the they they before they made the million dollar contest only a five dollar entry fee. I think they, they have that for week one. And, okay, so then they have another million dollar contest this week, but it's twenty dollars to enter this. It's twenty dollars to get in, right? That's, that's smart. That's a, that's a nice little scam they pulled. But they, I'm not they, they looking, but I'm not doing it. Well, they they didn't they didn't get you, but I'm sure they got a whole lot of others. 
Could Especially if you're somebody and... who was in that five dollar pool and won twenty dollars. Oh, what's it gonna cost? Co- right? Like, hey, why you not? Know, how, yeah. how, that's Let what I'm ride. doing this week. I loaded up on all those one dollar things this week, just hoping that one of them sprays out a twenty or a thirty, you know, and gets me back, you know. Can get hot with the lineup. Hey, who knows? Mm-hmm. And that get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm, I'm all in this year. I got tons of downtime at work. I mean, if you haven't paid any attention, the economy's not doing so well. Um, I heard. Yeah, I'm seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of seeing I it have too. A lot of, I have a lot of downtime at the job. So it's a lot of DFS podcasts and football podcasts. So yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I. I might be the most stat heavy I've ever been on this show, and I'm means I'm gonna have a shit week. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm seeing the economy too because we're not processing nearly as many uh, payments as we usually do. We, yeah, it, that's been going down uh, steadily the last several right. years. Well, that was basically the big since news COVID. Thursday with like FedEx tanking yeah. because they're like, yeah, we're just not shipping anything hardly. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh oh! <laughs> that's your online retail. I've seen it. I mean, you know, everything's. I mean, the only thing that's been better lately is that it's not five dollars a gallon for gas now. It's only like three and a quarter. Still, way too much. But oh, I was uh, so spitting mad and cussing a couple of days ago. I tried to get gas at the uh, at the local Walmart, and it was two ninety five. And there was so many cars and waiting on spots. When I just had to leave, I had to come back and get it the next morning because it was so man, crowded. You guys actually got down. Well, yeah, it's always cheaper down south. You guys are so much closer to the, like the access, the refineries, you know, and all that stuff coming up from. Yeah, that makes sense. But it was always just blow would blow me away when I would drive down south, and as soon as I got out of Illinois and into Missouri or into you know and then into Tennessee, how much cheaper the gas was compared yeah. to Illinois. Yeah, always. But what what made me so mad was, look at what the these uh, companies are having us fight over spots and trying to get in and muscle each other out of the way for two ninety five. Is that we're looking at two ninety five and going, oh my yeah. god, I can't believe how low two ninety five is not low. We weren't we weren't anywhere near two ninety five last year, or the year obviously the year before with COVID, but. 295 is not low at all, but that's what they did this summer, cranking it up all the way the way they did to damn near you know $5 a gallon and much more in bigger cities. Uh, now 295 seems like a complete deal. I'm like, this is not this is not worth this, this line and fighting everybody for spots like this. It's it's really not. So I don't know when it's getting down to where it's a you know normal where it's supposed to be. Uh, you know, with inflation, I guess everything is going to stay up here for a long time. Uh, but it still made me mad because like we're like exalting and being so excited over 295 as if that's a, a huge deal. It's, it's really not. No, I, I'm with you. It's still too much. Yeah. Down around yeah, two. I, I'm happy at two. I'm not asking for like a dollar gas. Uh, two dollars, two and a quarter. I could live with that. Right. The thing about you know around COVID and how you know getting over two was like a crime. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it's that high. And now we're sitting here at yeah. 95 going, oh my God, it's so low. No, no, it's really not. <sighs> but I, I can go on for a long time rambling about that. 
All right. Uh, so have we got anything else, or are we about done? No, that's a two-and-a-half-hour show. That thing was chock-full, no commercial breaks, just us. Um, I'm ready for some football tomorrow. Yep. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I think we're, we're about done here. Um, yeah, I'm definitely ready for, for week two to get some more clarity on some of these teams that, that we don't know anything about. And uh, Week three overreaction isn't as bad as week two, but – even then, there's still if you know whatever team that starts 0-2 that was supposed to be a playoff team. Oh my God, what's wrong with so and so? So you're still gonna have that. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, yeah. seeing some of these teams bounce well, yeah. back. And with 17 games now, 0-2 isn't the death sentence that it used to be. Not quite. You know, it's it's, it's still 0-2, but yeah, you, right. you have one more game of room to come back. Um, and also with, yeah, the, with the extra playoff spot. Who bounces back from last week? What was a fluke? What wasn't a fluke? What, how much of that preseason week four was really the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Who turns it Yeah, it's just all – I'll be red zoning it all day tomorrow because the Packers don't play till 7-20. Yep, that's right. Against the, against their, their, uh, against the Bears, who, they, who Aaron Rodgers owns. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that changes tomorrow. I, I sure hope it does. But again, I'm a Bears fan, so of course I'm going to hope that. <laughs> uh, oh wait, so I was looking at this on DraftKings. There's a, yep, there's a million dollar contest. Uh, that's a twenty dollar entry fee. You're up against yep. two hundred and thirty six thousand people. There's another million dollar uh, entry. You're only up against 1,174 people. Ooh, that sounds promising. What's the entry fee? $3,333. Honey, do you got $3,000 I can borrow? I need to enter this contest. And your payout starts at 5000 but you've got to get to 222nd. Out yeah, of 1,174. So you basically got a 20% chance. So you finish 230th for that $3,000 investment, you get nothing. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Yeah, I will be much I, happier I... with my $5 entry. I don't have a stomach to do that. Some of you do. Congratulations. I don't have a stomach for that. So I'll report back next week, hopefully uh, more than a $3 win. Uh, and $21 on Thursday night, mm. just in one game that I won. And then I followed that up on Saturday, I mean, I mean Sunday and Monday with $3. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exciting to have something in the game. Uh, but... Easy come, easy go. Right. The, hey, if you want to go to those the, the three thousand dollar area, you can have a lot more. Oh uh, <laughs> the one thing I will say about it is it's fun, and it's giving me it's scratching that fantasy itch that I haven't had. That's why I was gonna yeah. That's why I was gonna try to get in the league with you this year, and right. just missed out. And I was just like, yeah, I want to do something. Right. I want to be invested in watching the game. Now I'm just invested in more ways than one. Right. No, it is fun. It is fun. Um, All I, right. I well, and as I'm watching the games tomorrow, I can start actually. Now I know I'm going to be putting together my, you know, 
my list for next week. Mm-hmm. So uh, the best moments and the worst moments that's and, right. and the disappointments and, and all of that good stuff and the smart moves. We we, we don't want to be all negative because we could definitely no. do that. But no, we we had we mixed we sprinkled in the good with the bad, just yeah. like we always do. A lot of positives. All right, so that'll be uh, on deck for next week for our big football party for our week two recap and getting ready for week three. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, things going on tomorrow. That uh, that that early slate is just dog. But uh, the uh, late afternoon and then the Bears Packers and then the doubleheader uh, Monday night. That that that's when it gets better. It gets a lot better. I think they did that on purpose. They wanted to. Uh, get those shit games out of the way early uh, and then get the, the best games going later. So it uh, should be a, a fun week. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail, the podcast, the big football party, looking back on the opening week and looking forward to week two starting tomorrow. Hopefully our picks will go uh, as good or better than last week. Uh, we will talk to you for our next football party next weekend, looking at uh, Saturday night once again at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. And everybody, enjoy your football tomorrow, yeah. week two, in the NFL. And we will talk to you next week. Kick it!